to be alive hello everyone to what is possibly one of the most uh, impromptu live sessions that i have ever done every live session i have done so to speak isn't planned like around 12 hours ago i'll approach the person i'm going to get live and say can we talk about this and they're like sure and it's like yay that's how the lives have gone so far but this time it was just unbelievable around uh, one hour ago i was talking to mel and i was like can we do the live she's like yeah sure can we do it for 12 hours she's like sure <laughs> so yeah <laughs> that's mel by oh that's mel by the oh that's mel by the way anyway so we thought that uh, we get this question a lot can we be a part of your writing community can we be a part of your writing community can we be a part and i'm like that's not how it works if you have to ask people to join writing communities you are in an engagement pod right where uh, you just keep sharing links and the people in the group are going to like keep liking and saying agree disagree this is awesome stuff like that to the post over and over again writing communities are very different writing communities are smaller groups right you'll have 5 to 6 people max and uh, they'll keep yapping about some concept like we will show you today on the live where we'll talk about random things shape shifting aliens mel it is happening it is happening today we're going to do maybe uh, yeah exactly so that is what writing communities essentially do right writing communities are going to uh, kind of just go into ideas and discuss them at capacity and uh, sometimes when the idea is being discussed you're going to see rabbit holes crop up and you'll fall into those rabbit holes and people in your community would be like what are you doing get out you need to write your book so that is what that is what uh, writing communities do right writing communities aren't there to like uh, uh, just show up for liking and sharing and subscribing to your work they are actually there to ensure that your work gets done and goes out mm. so yeah and, that's, that's and pull you down rabbit holes as well pull you down oh further oh my god yes <laughs> yeah but 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 it's like uh, misery uh, is better when done in numbers right misery so, likes company yeah that's what i was trying to recall but like yeah brain fart it's one of the <laughs> for me so i suppose uh, i've got rights on having brain farts throughout yeah. this whole thing uh, but in a sense yeah that's 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 what like you take ideas you discuss them to death you uh, find whatever like see writing communities are about in 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 one aspect of a writing community is punching holes in your premise so like say you've come up with an idea that you really really proud of right and because it's your idea and it's a concept you've come up with you will obviously have a bias about that idea mm -hmm. or concept and uh, that bias is going to be so strong that anything negative said about it is going to trip you right so what will happen is you will probably end up writing a book that only you would read and others wouldn't like mm -hmm. reading but writing yeah. community stop you from that because they will punch your idea as much as possible like they'll be why is this character doing this in chapter 
it is doing this it is not technically possible or it is not uh, possible scientifically or it, this 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 character is defying physics you have not explained this why have you not explained this you know stuff like that mm. so essentially you are safeguarding your content from a lot of problems down the line so the, these are some of the things that writing communities do and uh, what they don't do is you know they just they, they they don't leave likes and shares and all of that but they they ensure that your work is kind of so amazing that other people do the liking and sharing on their own you know mm-hmm. so that that whole thing uh, teach a teach a man how to fish no t- feed a man for a day and you feed him for one day you teach him how to feed uh, teach him how to fish you feed him for life something like that mm-hmm. so yeah so what are you up to um i have um completely um reworked my alternate realities book oh. where i'm approaching writing it and everything so what i have written is going to need to be rewritten um oh. but yeah and i'm trying to achieve something that i don't know if it is actually possible um it's a bit complicated but i'm just playing with it at the moment um i found it difficult to carry on with it uh beyond the end of the summer and Mm. having this epiphany surrounding it uh it just kind of threaded things together because it felt like things were very disconnected so yeah I have no idea if it's going to work but <laughs> I like a challenge so I'm going to try it. We'll we'll make it work, you know. We'll we'll figure yeah. out an angle. It's about figuring well, out angles, right? Mm, massive achievement today is that once I'd figured out all that stuff last night um today I just had a shot at writing the beginning. Mm-hmm. And which I hadn't done at all. um i was writing later bits and yeah i'm i'm just like wow this could be really good but there's still uh still got a few issues with stuff but it's okay the um the things mm-hmm. that i'm wanting to write about the quality over quantity if that makes sense um yeah. that's it, it, coming it through and yeah and the refinement of the tricky bits at the moment will come later um i'm just brain dumping at the moment and it seems to be working quite well yeah that's How that's what i that's essentially what i do as well like uh, uh i i i don't really have uh, any ideas of my own for writing books but when it comes to writing blogs and stuff like that thought pieces and stuff like that that i randomly do uh that's what i do i'll brain dump then i'll look at the page yeah and uh, i'll try to make sense of it so like 80% of it is garbage 20% <laughs> of it is usable so i'll yeah. take the usable bits i'll try to supplement it with some research and then i'll link it as best i can with you know grammar and vocabulary and uh, weird obscure references 
that uh, people who like reading my work get so yeah, yeah on that front that's how i work as well awesome so anyway we have a hi and uh, uh nothing is impossible from anna who will be joining us later on hey, once uh, she's she's done with some professional commitments of her own and we have uh, abhinav agarwal 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 i hope i'm getting it right uh, who is uh, saying believe in yourself oop where did mel go oh come back mel where art thou i miss it you <laughs> anyway that was very bad shakespeare there was a reason i was not part of my school's drama club and uh, hey hey karina hey hey uh this this by the way this live stream is uh, for everyone so if you want to jump in karina let me know i'll give you a link as well right because uh, uh she is she is someone i encountered via linkedin uh and uh, some of the best conversations i had were based off her paintings and some random conversations we had post that so yeah it would be amazing if you could join us on this thing as well uh, anyway coming back to what we were talking about mel uh, mm-hmm. uh which was uh, about you know brain dumping so yeah. uh, how how do you go about brain dumping like personally i do the bullet journaling brain dump style how does your process look like sending the uh, link karina it depends. check your linkedin pms uh, ap- apologies for interrupting you okay. go ahead <laughs> it depends on what i'm brain dumping mm-hmm. so when it came to rehashing the whole um structure of it and writing style and stuff um that was very much bullet points um oh. a big old list and important things kind of laying out some of the um rules of the universe and stuff like that um you know amended from my initial one uh but then the actual writing brain dump has literally just been writing um okay. it's Oh. It's hard to to explain what I mean about the not linking together kind of thing. It's to do with something that I don't want to discuss about the book I yet know. because but it's oh, just really annoying because um yeah. I'm just being really So what I'll do what I'll here. do instead is I'll show people my brain dumping ideas yeah Yeah go for it I'll share the screen and show you what I do So what I do is um, I have a notebook it's uh, a bullet journal that I fill up bullet journaling style and uh, like for pics and all of that uh, yeah you could uh, I occasionally I think post about it on LinkedIn I don't really remember but yeah all the material about that is on instagram or youtube again don't remember cuz i do different shit on different platforms but the stuff that i brain dump on my computer that goes in a word document called ideas it's literally called mm-hmm. ideas okay and this is where yeah. i'll share the screen yeah this is where i'll share my screen so i can uh, uh like 
show you guys what I mean by that. There you go. Is my screen visible? I think yep. it is. All right. So basically, this is what uh, the ideas page looks like. Let me make the text very small so you guys can't read what I've written mm -hmm. because this is pretty. Like, I I pretty... I saw justify justified ah. that drives my brain crazy oh i love justified <laughs> i know you did i'm justified. just like <laughs> yeah i need no. justified i need my headlines i am obsessed with it so see this is I am this is how i put my ideas so i i'll put my linkedin posts that i, I like randomly i'll have some idea while i'm working on some uh, articles right but uh, i can't really put that in the article either because it's polarizing or either it's 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 too weird and doesn't really gel with the clients or the prospects message i'll put that for use in linkedin posts because a good idea should be used you know it shouldn't be yeah. wasted just because you don't need it at that point in time so that's where linkedin ideas go this is same thing with instagram uh, but again like instagram content has to be picturesque so i'll have to make some art about it so like most of the instagram content that i make it, I have the idea at nine, ten months before it gets executed. So that's uh, that's a shame spiral for me. Uh, but yeah, that's 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 uh, the thing. Then this is topics. So like say yesterday while I was uh, browsing Reddit, I read about a political phenomena called Foucault's boomerang. Now I had no idea this is a thing where uh, societies become the thing they criticize, right? And it was in reference to American politics. And uh, I was like, oh my, I have no idea that this is a thing. So if I find topics like these somewhere on the internet that need to be addressed or something, and I don't really know about it, but I need to research, that will go in the topics bit. And then these are articles mm -hmm. that I'm working on simultaneously, you know? So we have uh, Seasons of Love, a symbolism that many movies use. Uh, then uh, a fun article, listicle, where uh, I'm going to compare the vocabularies of Moira Rose from Schitt's Creek to those used by Shashi Tharoor, who's one of the most verbose Indians and people in the world, like period. The words Shashi Tharoor uses, I think Moira Rose has nothing on Shashi Tharoor, but like more on that when the article drops. Then like an article on college and why I feel people are dumping, like literally shitting on the idea of going to college unnecessarily. And I feel they shouldn't really do that, you know. Uh, anyway, coming back uh, to uh, like these, this is it. These are articles I'm working on simultaneously. And again, why these articles are in the ideas page is because I'm still researching, right? And researching mm -hmm. comes in multiple layers. You look at the topic. Mm -hmm from a research perspective, like you look at the science, you look at the social sphere, you look at the political aspect of it, you look at what the experts and the elites are saying, you look at what the people are saying, then you put in your own opinions and then you start working on the article, right? So that is why I take anywhere between six to eight months on every piece that goes out. But because you have multiple pieces going simultaneously throughout the year, you have some good articles mm. that can come out right yeah so you don't you don't go down as many rabbit holes and whatever you present is well-rounded yeah so that is how i go and then there are these tabs i think uh, i think i hope they're visible environment facts food opinions facts politics self-improvement story concept writing mm. books you know all of this 
and like scripts so i do random youtube videos where i just talk into camera now because working on articles about certain topics has become impossible these days because people mm-hmm. get so angry right so i'm going to stop sharing my screen now and uh, come back to being just binati and uh, yeah uh, so that is that is how i kind of uh, do uh, idea dumps you know mhm yeah so, i'm not as organized as you i basically will have um just different word documents related mm-hmm. to different projects and stuff and then i complicate things further by uh having files on my phone as well um oh. yeah see you could do what i do you could do what i do i could do what yeah go But, as as list oh my god we have two people on the link that joined we have jeff and karina they both can i add them both on yeah there you go there you go what's oh. up guys <laughs> hi Hello. good to see you people nice Hello. to meet you now and is it jeff jeff yes it is okay cool i copied binati so i can't take credit <laughs> oh Hello. I'd say good to meet the rest of you, but I know you two jokers. So, uh, Karina, it's great to meet you. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Honored, honored. <laughs> What part of the world are you coming from? Yes. I'm in St. Pete, Florida. What about you guys? Awesome. Um, England. I'm from India. Wonderful. I'm in the great state of Virginia. Wonderful. 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 I will say that and and on the map of Florida I'm in one of the blue sections that you see just saying not that that says everything but I feel like it's nice to have it this claimed because of American politics right now. <laughs> That's okay. It's a super fun week. It really is. Yeah. Making it through. <laughs> mm. Yes. Well you guys were just having a really interesting conversation about like was it brain dumping? and just yeah. yeah like process okay guys sorry I'll sorry for uh, going getting into it but like check out karina's instagram and her brain drums these are the most beautiful brain drums i have seen she art journals her brain drums it's like oh my oh, god oh wow so pretty it is so pretty oh well, thank you a share screen i i i can do a share screen and we can show your uh, brain dumps to people let's do it mind. okay i'm down with that brain dump okay, away okay. i'll i'll uh, i'll find her instagram and just like uh, hopefully google chrome will let me oh yes it's going to let me do it there you go there you go there you go forgive the swatting we got a bug mm-hmm. situation here yeah. oh that's not good oh, yeah. not particularly killer hornets or just you know you know i'm i'm on team murder hornet and i've been since may cuz that was the best headline of 2020 and if we could just get that rocking again for a week i'd, I'd be very very happy i agree completely i'm glad we're on the same page just just look oh, at this wow. like this is wow this is her brain dump like my notes look like Ooh, compared to this same <laughs> well your notes look like poo generally but uh, at least we have a point of comparison now so <laughs> look <laughs> oh 
like this. These are actually yeah. my this is my book. I'm yeah, this is this is what yeah. we aspire to be, right? This is what we aspire to be. <laughs> God, I love it. Karina, tell me about your book. What's the um whole thing? Okay, sure, so yeah. Well, I would just say for one, aspire to just be yourself. But yeah, Benati, that's the um that's the book. That's the cover of it. It's my Corona diary. So I started it. January 1st and it <laughs> this kind of became a documentation of this year. It wasn't intended to be obviously because um, I didn't know what coronavirus was at that point, but it sort of has unfolded to become a documentation and of the times. Um, and it is sort of like a brain dump. It's got a mixture of journaling and some song. Um, I, this past, well, I guess technically two months ago, I took part in a meditation journey. So it was like a transcendental experience where every day I would do a different, I would hold on to a different mantra. And then after the meditation, I would journal. So I've got a mixture of, you know, those written entries and more illustrative parts of like what I've been thinking about. It's very much a blend of religion and science and spirituality and is rooted in radical gratitude. Uh, so that's the title. Thank you, damn it. <laughs> and yeah, kind of just talking about how I see the world. And so that other one that Benati originally showed was of um, just, I had mentioned Gaia and like the planet earth and how um, in the scope of all of the creatures that populate Gaia, we are so like tiny on that, on that circular like spectrum of it all. And we think we run the show. And so that's just something I was thinking about that day. And that's one of the pages. But that kind of maybe gives you guys a little bit of an idea. Um, Anna Marie, yeah, my handle is, is as it's listed in my name, it's at Karina Crail. So you can add me on Instagram and Twitter with that. I think you get along with Mary quite well. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm so excited to like meet you guys. It's crazy how how many people I have been able to create like genuine connection with during this time. I don't know if you guys feel the same, mm -hmm. but like, yeah, let me add you on the, uh, on the linky thing here. <laughs> yeah. Very cool. But yeah, so hopefully that gives you a little bit of an understanding of kind of, um, my work this past year and yeah, thoughts, feelings, anything like that. So you're a gator, huh? Yes, I um, graduated from the University of Florida, so you could say that. <laughs> I am a gator, although I was also a, a Seminole up in the Panhandle of Florida, so I can't, I won't choose a side. That is a very diplomatic answer from somebody who lives in your state. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Yes, I try to be diplomatic. I'm not an extremist, really. <laughs> oh, except when it comes to gratitude, you've uh, you were obviously radicalized by gratitude. <laughs> that's true. Uh, that's something I think we should be radical about because it's painful out here. Like life is really fucking hard, and so, like, I'll have days and moments of days that I just like 
sometimes I just want to break down and cry and I will, but I'll be grateful through the crying. <laughs> like I'll be like, thank you for these tears because it means that I'm still able to feel something. <laughs> like, it's terrible, but it's effective. I know a couple of young guys who were also radicalized by gratitude and they got together and they traveled down to the Syrian border. And then when they got down there, they looked around and like, just love y'all, just saying. And then their countries wouldn't take them back and it was a whole thing, but uh, yeah, that's tough crazy. crowd, tough crowd. All right, <laughs> probably uh, move, move along here and uh, yeah. Yeah, I'm on, now I'm on not the time for that joke, basically. What's that? <laughs> Now's not the time for that joke. People are essentially like, you know, they've got their antennas up for uh, just about anything that could trigger uh, <laughs> that. So, <laughs> no, I have something for I'm this specifically. Like... like, I thought if if we go go completely angry or something, I will do this to distract people. Like they. Naughty, that's awesome. With the lights on her. I'm digging it. I am absolutely digging it. <laughs> I was like, because we were and it looks like I am. Yeah, yeah. I love it. <laughs> so, yeah. Jeff, are you a writer too? So, Anna, that's a handle on the screen yeah. that you see right now. Yeah. Karina, okay, awesome. Yes, I am a writer, and I'm uh, actually working on a book right now, which is very there's a you think the venn diagram of your book and mine and there's a lot right there really That's yeah awesome. yeah i think we're, we're like we're, we're pulling from that same energy whatever's out there in the ether kind of let that kind of flow through right now yeah it's um the book is called leaving 2020. there you go that's it there you go. so my mine is a little bit of documentation of the year and then it's like all right by 2020 moving on Mel, mm -hmm. is, yours, is yours welcoming 2021? That would be very, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. But what's, what's your book about? Essentially, it's a metaphysical journey into the place between life and death. And it, it's basically playing out the saga of 2020 in, through like a fantasy metaphor. Hmm. And it's, it's one person's journey through that place between life and death and the other two who happen to be on this this cam right now are actually characters in the book. So I didn't know what I was going to write about. I put an open call out on LinkedIn back in um, like August, and I said, "All right, here's the deal. I'm going to write a book, and it's going to be a book about everything and nothing all together at once. So here's what I want: anybody who wants to be a character, just mm -hmm. send me something about what lights you up, about what kind of sparks up your soul, and just send it to me, and I will write you in the book as a character." and I will work in these dynamics into your character. So I had no idea what was happening. 40 people from all over the world sent me stuff from here, there, and everywhere. And then after really chewing on it for a few weeks, it all started to crystallize as to how this is gonna look and what it's gonna actually become. So this week, I'm actually at a writer's retreat in the uh, Shenandoah, and I am finishing the book, and I'm freaking stoked about it. Wow, um, that's awesome, I love that. Yeah. That's such a cool way of being able to like have your narrative come together by having it be sort of collaborative in that way. 
So mm. Mel, do you know anything about your character in the book? Or is it one of those where it's gonna be like a secret until the book is out? <laughs> um what i do know is that it's me so yeah <laughs> there you go i, I wrote mel yeah. as mel so that'll be interesting to read. <laughs> he asked well, no. and i'm just like who is mel <laughs> that's gonna it's be mel. interesting to hear like someone else's perspective of you based off of a you know a blip of what you've explained to them that's gonna be really cool that's that's exactly what I said. Exactly. Dang. Well, I can't wait to um, read the book now and get Jeff's perspective of you and so many others. <laughs> Actually, Karina, you know what I want to do? I want to give you and your book a shout out. I'm, I'm my a bit book. worried. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, then I, wanna... I should send you. I should send you some of the images so you could just look at it. Oh wow. Please do. I want to create this like meta book within a book situation. I, that's what I'm thinking. Yeah. It's, it's really interesting because one of the things that I've been focusing on <laughs> is in the twenties. Like that's been. Rick and Morty of... has entered the chat. Wait, actually, Rick and Morty? <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. but book within a book within a book within a book. I think that sounds like a Rick and Morty. That sounds like a Rick and Morty thing. Exactly. It does. We're going to have an infinite regression into books. I and love it. It actually fits the plot perfectly. So it wouldn't be any kind of a, a leap that or a stretch. Like it would actually come true. Fit like a freaking glove. So. That's perfect. All right. Yeah, perfect. That's awesome. And in the Shenandoah, that's such a cool place to do a writer's retreat. What? Yeah. Oh, my God. I love this part of the world. Love this part of the world out here. And it's only two hours away, which is amazing. That is amazing. I've never been, but I've seen a lot of pictures and I've actually recently read something of someone mentioning it. So that's kind of funny. Yeah, it's gorgeous. If you ever get up to the Mid-Atlantic for any reason, pop out here for a couple of days. I promise you won't regret it. All right. Unless you're mauled by a bear, then you'll probably regret it. But otherwise you're, you're gonna be good. So. I think if I was mauled by a bear, I wouldn't know that the difference. I think that's fair. <laughs> there was a bear sign when I was driving up the mountain. Like, well, this would be fun. Oh yeah, right. <laughs> as long as it's not a grizzly bear. That's that's uh, one. That's one employee that is very good at its job, which is if a bear gets at you, he, you you done. <laughs> like he's gonna do a great job at eating you. Yeah, that's a, a very effective at their job. Yes, absolutely. That's part of the Bears Union, you know. If they don't bust their ass doing what they don't, they don't get overtime, and it's it's a whole situation. I'm telling you. Yeah. So much red tape. That's I... ridiculous. I don't think I can stay on much longer, really. I, I just was popping on because I saw you were inviting people, but I think oh, I'm going to. That's gonna... okay. That's okay. I'm so glad I met both of you. Yeah, and absolutely. I sent you. Yeah, so I sent you a connection request. So if you want to just accept that and then send me you anything too. you want about your book. Absolutely. And I will weave it in. Wonderful. This is awesome. Thank you both. And Mel, I hope I get the chance to talk to you a little bit more too about your project once it comes to a point where you're ready to share. I know you were saying you're at, a, at one of those parts where it's like, I can't talk yeah. yet. Sure so I get that. <laughs> I get it. 
All right, you guys. Well, have a good rest of your day. And Benati, I'll, oh, share, I'll mm. share the link. So maybe it's, some of my Yeah, people. it's complicated. I get oh, that. That's so sweet. Complicated is complicated and complicated is my like cup of tea. So I understand. <laughs> yeah, it's it's simple but yes. complicated. That's all I can say. Mm -hmm. Beautiful. Yeah, that's, that's but, the yeah. Sign of but the rest of like, it, the rest of it, I can talk about. Yeah. I love it. Well put. Be blessed today. Have a good one. Great to meet you, Green. Yes, you as well. Bye. All right. So this is a very weird. Uh, we only have three now, so the screen sizes are very weird here. Mm. So I don't yeah. even know how to make it look nice. So yeah, this is what we are stuck with. Yeah, I hope it's okay with you guys. That's mm -hmm. uh, totally good. All right. By the way, Benati, I I wrote you as Benati as well. Yeah. So. <laughs> huh? Yeah, I, you are, I, as I've said, like I'm okay with not going anonymous online because anonymity is the worst thing we have done to like 21st century freedoms mm -hmm. that we have. You know, like we have the freedom to say whatever disgusting things we want to like the presidents and the prime ministers of our world, and yet online we go choose to go anonymous. Like we can scream the worst thing possible to the most powerful people in the world and not get in trouble because of it. And we want to be anonymous. Like how, how epically pointless is that? Like why did we fight for mm. freedom? And all of how that, is if right. we had to go, <laughs> and we wanted if we had to go anonymous. So yeah, well, I have no problem being Binati Sheikh like freaking everywhere. I don't know, Facebook's <laughs> not anonymous though. People are freaking way out there with yeah. what they believe on Facebook. Mm. I think that is that is a consequence of bad leadership. I know it is it is awful to blame everything on the leaders, but when you see leaders say like absolute garbage and get more powerful and more popular, something in your head is going to say, "Ooh, I can also say this and get away with it." <laughs> so yeah. Speaking of leaders, let me give you guys out. a. Uh... Give you both a quick update about what's happening on this side of the pond here, because I know there's been some confusion. Okay. okay. From what I'm hearing from my people on the ground, uh, so take mm. it for what it's worth. Mm. Trump is not going to win his legal challenges. He's not going to overturn the results in these states. He's going to lose, and he's going to step down. This may take a few weeks, but he's going to be gone. It would be very. It's like a 10% chance he finds like a hail mary to hold on. It very mm -hmm. unlikely he holds on, but the Republicans are going to hold the Senate. So okay. because of that, nothing is going to get done for the next yeah. few years. It's going to be fucking okay. epically awesome. Okay. And there's going to be just like complete and utter gridlock. Okay. And a lot of people that I know on both sides are really happy about that. And okay. it's actually going to be a very good thing for us. And it's going to be a good thing for the rest of the world. No one's going to be a bull in a china shop for the next few years coming from our side of the pond anyway. That's that's so. exactly what us Indians are looking like, Indians living in India. Because yeah. uh, we are going to have so many opportunities to fill in places that the United States is going to leave vacant. So mm -hmm. like with, with the Trump presidency, what we saw as America was the soft power stronghold of the world. Now that's over and done with. 
So our countries now have the option to slide in. And you're seeing China, India, and Japan do exactly that. We are sliding in all over the place. Sliding into the DMs of international diplomacy. <laughs> precisely what you are doing okay a so little I'm high deer never hurt anybody yeah, so i'm gonna leave you both to talk for like two minutes i have to get anna on i think she's having trouble getting on to the zoom so yeah. i'll mute myself and guide her through it till then you both carry on conversationing or writing or whatever yeah see you soon okay we can do that we can we can carry on and converse can't we yes we can. I feel like we reasonably <laughs> have that competency about us. I should hope so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what to talk about though. No, it's um, I've been yeah, just just you know, it's weird because this is like a, a the weirdest week ever to have like a writer's retreat and just just switch off because I yeah I can't yeah I I can't not be in the know I mm. fucking wanted to but I but I can't yeah. You know, I gotta be plugged in. So I'm, I'm like breaking it up. I'm doing like several hour blocks of writing and then tuning in for a little bit and then several yeah. hour blocks. So it's kind of like, but I can't do it both at once. You know how it is. You get distracted, you're fucked. It's it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. There's just no way. Yeah. Absolutely no way. I gotta tell you, like, yep. I, like there's, I, I don't even know how to put this, but like writing this has connected me back to you and to Benati and to Anna Marie and to everybody else in it's an incredibly profound mm -hmm. way. Yeah, it, do you know like what? I'm, I'm loving seeing that um, and hearing that from you, like what's been going on because the whole um, trigger for reworking this whole thing with alternate realities, it's literally doing the same thing for me, though I'm nowhere near as in as you are um but yeah yeah you know and that writing prompt that you gave me a while back which i didn't actually do but it was like yeah 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 that would be good that is actually going to be incorporated um into this book so it was one way awesome. you said um what if you could go back to you in march 2020 with the knowledge that you have now of mm. you know what's been going on and stuff and that's that's being worked into it so yeah yeah it's gonna be good well, yeah, yeah be another good. example of why you know writing and stuff are so good because you know just ideas spark and people give mm -hmm. you prompts and yeah inspiration yeah so it's good and i'm really excited to finally start writing again been so happy today writing um the beginning which i never i never started i was much further well not much much but further into the book i never started at the beginning because i don't tend to write like that but the begin the beginning came to me this morning mm -hmm. yeah and i wrote it and i'm like yes right. yes i can't wait i can't this wait to read it yeah <laughs> Cannot wait to read yeah. it. Your your stuff is like it's next You're level. Fun, right? <laughs> Thank you. And it is. It absolutely is. So, it's interesting. I've um, I've learned a lot in the process of this too. Mm -hmm. As I've um, 
kind of gone through this whole thing. A lot of things have become super clear to me and like illuminated in a lot of ways. And it, it all comes out. So it's like, it's fantasy, but it's not, you know? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, mean, I I totally get that. I mean, there's um, parts of this that are based on some conversations that we've had and me and Bernati have had all kind of, you know, things that suddenly you have a light bulb about, mm -hmm. wow, that actually like pinged with light when I did that. I can't do it again, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, you got the light above you. I don't have, I don't have much light here. Sun's coming out a little bit, but yeah, uh, I do. Well, you got some, get some good, whatever that is up there. And Benati, whatever the hell that, that, whatever, whatever this is happening here, this is, uh, <laughs> this, is this is pretty great. I'm not going to lie. It's pretty great. <laughs> I'm digging it. Is it, uh, it's not um, Diwali yet, is it over there? It is, it is. Diwali is going to be soon. So this is a consequence of Diwali. So I had gone to buy Diwali lights and uh, I saw this particular beauty, battery operated beauty. And uh, you can just, and it's got like a little wire. And I was like, I have to buy this because this is too good of a joke to not use at some point in time, like you're talking to someone about something serious and you have an idea and all you have to do is just go bloop and show that you have had an idea. You know, I'm celebrating <laughs> it this year. Oh, really? That's amazing. No, 100% I am. And, and my way of celebrating Diwali this year is I'm going to make garlic naan and give all my friends shit about why they're not married and have kids. Ah. <laughs> that is the most Indian thing to do and uh, this is essentially what happens to Shivani like all us unmarried uh, 25 and older men and women get ambushed by our family <laughs> by are you not settled <laughs> so, that would be perfect <laughs> good use of ambush I've used that to describe my uh extended family in the past and i think that's that's the accurate uh it is it is like a military ambush because they will bring <laughs> any topic and link it to marriage yep like uh i didn't it's like... say i didn't poop well if you were married your husband would buy you nice vegetables <laughs> <laughs> it's like all roads lead to rome i didn't think that that was what you were going to say i didn't either <laughs> ah you live long enough, you see it all. <laughs> you hear it all. You do hear it all. <laughs> okay, what what's this down on the screen? That's I haven't released anything like that yet. You're jumping the gun there. <laughs> huh? Or oh. non-fiction. I can't hear you. Really good. Like you. Your non-fiction books are good. Are they? Your non-fiction books. Yes. I've read I've also read your okay, research paper. You. Are you like, come on, of course. <laughs> <clears throat> so uh, and I was in the process of compiling okay, uh, right. Jeff's thingy as well, <clears throat> where I'm going to say he's the funniest and the sneakiest writer ever because using the funny, he conveys a message, which is like it comes and like smacks you. Like when you yeah. read Kazuo Ishiguro, you think, okay, mm -hmm. yes, I know the plot. Yes, I know this is the plot and you're getting the feels. And then he's going to pull an unreliable narrator on you and he's going to smack you with like 
you know kazuo ishiguro ness jeff <laughs> does that with his humorous plots so yeah mhm it's it's fascinating so yeah oh, let me you. compile There's... that banner and i'll mute myself for a bit there's going to be a lot of uh, a lot of irreverence <laughs> in this one too a, a lot of, a lot of it i just you know at first i was writing this fucker and then i thought you know ah should this should be more serious and it it really needs to be a deep thing and and if i it's funny it'll take away and then i started thinking no asshole the funnier you make it the more serious it's going to be read the more like it, deeply it's going to be understood mm. and that just started like really connecting with me at that point which was it it's like that that yin and yang you know you you keep that like that deep heavy message but you just you kind of season it with that yeah. little irreverent humor here and there and it just it just makes it perfect it makes the it makes the read easier and it's also true to the character the main character is like an incredibly yeah, sarcastic exactly. new yorker oh, how it's cool. yeah <laughs> absolutely yeah i don't i don't want to feel like i'm giving away too much on this i know i'm talking about it a lot but uh you guys will all get a chance to read no. it soon enough no. no i have no idea what the plot is so i think we good yeah and it keeps changing as it goes how much ah so i asked a question to mel a while back and i'm going to ask mm-hmm. it to you as well it was about brain dumps right jeff mm-hmm. so i have a very strategic brain dumping strategy i follow the bullet journaling style mel has a chaotic brain dump strategy where she writes and writes and writes and writes what is your brain dump strategy <laughs> Like you're, you're, yeah. you're gonna have to elaborate on that a little bit in terms of what you mean by like brain dump strategy okay so before you write a book right you mm. have or or an article or a speech or something personal uh which relates to you not like mm-hmm. client work but work that you do about yep. yourself or for yourself uh mm-hmm. there is some process that goes behind it right like where did the idea come from uh, what you feel about it etc 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 so yep. what is okay. that process like for you so it's really about it's ginning up the creativity through motion and the motion is both okay. physical motion so it's when i'm driving or it's when i'm walking or it's when i'm running and it's always accompanied by some kind of music or some kind of a, of a speech or some so it's it's like audio motion as well as physical motion combined mm-hmm. essentially it's like making all the particles dance and by doing that then the ideas start coming into my head one by one i don't even have to look for them i don't even have to think about them suddenly it's like the buffet is open and it's just it's all there so now it's a matter of like and i write it all down i don't care if i'm walking running whatever i find a way i have a google drive open where it's just ideas it's just nothing but ideas i just put them down one by one by one by one and then i put them all together when it's all said and done mm. and that's that's essentially the that's the process that's the yeah. secret sauce you just so much emotional. more organized for me that's because I we it. don't have Ooh. yeah well the organization comes from once the ideas are down i i outline it and i bullet it out I learned how to do that years ago when I used to put together stand-up comedy routines. And I found that that was the easiest way to do it. You you bullet you put like one bullet for a a topic 
and then lines underneath for notes on that topic and then the next bullet for the next topic. So if I were doing a show, if I were doing jokes, for instance, well, okay, I can't say it we're live, but uh, Benati, you know the jokes I'm talking about. Yeah, please. If I were doing yes, jokes please. about uh, don't that, do it, don't about that, that time in history, um, <laughs> I, I would have a bullet point and then I would have my lines underneath and then I would say, well, then after that, you know, I went up to Midtown and then I, I met this girl for dinner. Let me tell you something about that. And like, you know, meeting date for dinner would be the bullet point and then all the different things happening underneath. Super easy way to do it because on stage, unless you're a total amateur, you cannot have a notepad with you. You've just got to have this like just ready to rock. And if you're giving any kind of speech or anything where you don't have notes or you don't have a teleprompter, you need a methodology in your mind to know what you're saying and sequentially how you're going to get through it. So I do the same thing with everything that I write, everything from speeches, even to books, like main overarching ideas, and then just kind of filling in the details as we go. That's interesting, actually, because it made me think that I actually have different brain dumping um, for different types of things. I talked about how um, the outline type stuff for books, I do sort of bullet point type things and <clears throat> rules of, um, you know, within whatever I'm writing. And then the actual writing brain dump, I just literally write and write and write brain dump and then move things around as to where they need to go. But when um, <clears throat> when I'm doing my public speaking stuff, that's kind of like the the actual bullet point type thing um, is is how I work. I don't write out my entire presentation at all. It's just different bits of information, highlights, and then just I just speak on the day as it comes. Mm. So yeah, that's how my brain organizes for speaking. But I think the only reason I can do that is because of how intensely I know the subject and it just, it's second nature. So like, for example, if I had to write a talk or whatever out, I wouldn't be able to memorize it because like, I can't see stuff in my head when I'm awake. So it's just, it's useless. I have to know the subject inside and out. Yeah. That makes sense. Otherwise, yeah. you're just kind of shooting in the dark. That's why I've always, I've never, you know, there's like kind of, there's really two kinds of, of presenters and two kinds of speakers and two kinds of, I would say, content sharers, if that's even a thing, for people who do it kinetically and on stage or even, even in a Zoom or something like this. Mm. It's those who have that kind of structured sense of what's going to happen, how it's going to happen, what's going to be said, how it's going to be said the main points you want to get across. And then you have others who are just freestylers, the jazz musicians mm. of all this. And they just, mm. they just run with it and they just go with it. And you really see it a lot in comedy. You have yeah. the set comedians and then you have the crowd work people. I've always been a set comedian because I look at comedy as, as art. Whereas the, the crowd work people, they don't even come up there with a set. They're just, just really just interacting with the audience the entire time. Mm. And their stuff really isn't we, very we, funny. We have some, like, yeah, but like they, they take the life of the audience, right? And I think they yeah. are more popular with the people. Like they sell more. more shows than the comedy set people. 100% they do. They're, now, when I say not funny, like they're really, really funny when they're interacting with the audience. Like they're super quick and they're really on it and they're awesome to watch and they're mm. very fun to be around. Um, in terms of like their 
pre-written jokes and they're like structured comedy it tends to be for a lot not all of them but for a lot of them it tends to be a little lacking which is why they rely on the crowd work and then conversely you have the people who are the set comedians who really aren't good on the fly if you get a heckler you get something something happening up there it's it's a situation and they lose their talk they don't want they lose it they want nothing to do with that nothing to do with it i used to be one of those people i used to hate that when people used to interrupt me screw up my game mess up the flow and i would just get nasty with them i wouldn't even be funny anymore <laughs> so we have an indian comic that i follow uh, he is on linkedin as well named uh, uh, manish tyagi he is he's a uh, part of uh, one of the three arms of the indian military I, i i say this this way because i forget whether he was in the navy or the air force but it's one of those and he, he now does uh, stand up comedy after he's retired and he posts like his crowd work <coughs> on youtube and the way he rips with the audiences it's 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 like it's 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 a bucket lister of mine like i was going to be a part of one of his shows and before this whole covid thing happened uh, it was supposed to happen in march and uh, i was really looking forward to getting literally getting like roasted by one of the indian stand up comics specifically based on things i tell him about me and i think that is the popularity of mm. like this subreddit called roast me have you guys oh, seen yeah. that subreddit oh yeah oh brutal brutal it's like the thunderdome in there <laughs> it's like a post apocalyptic world where it's like a coliseum and you're watching somebody be fed to an animal and everyone's just like the barbarians are cheering i i'm waiting for the perfect tagline like you are supposed to take your username and uh, write something and say roast me i still don't know what i want to be said about me so the day i figure that out i am going on reddit to be roasted i think you should i know why wouldn't you at this it's, point i i i i think um, it's it's real I, i don't really know why people have so so people get so offended when someone says negative things about you like the fact that someone has taken time out of their lives to go through whatever it is you have going on <laughs> and to find something and take a shot i think that as a content creator is a victory <laughs> that's that is an epic way to look so, at it i know right optimist where are my lights there they are <laughs> my lights let's get the lights on there you go <laughs> <laughs> so yeah this is reminding me of one of the um the funny conversations that you and me had benati about, about a certain roasting a certain yes. roasting a certain roast can i guess it's, it's creeping up quicker and quicker <laughs> yeah it I can't sure believe how is. soon it is actually exactly <laughs> like yeah. writing it's coming i still haven't figured out what uh, the roast is going to be but i know that i'm going to scour the comment section of roast me and uh, come up with something you know something <laughs> plagiarized <laughs> I think that's the biggest roast of them all. I would not bother enough to write something original for you. You know, I'm going to roast myself too. Yeah. Okay. To be the first roast oh. that ever been a part of where the the honoree is going to roast himself as well. Oh. 
Exactly. And then dish it back to all of you at the end, obviously. Of course. Of course. <laughs> I mean, that's the part of the roast, right? It's one of the best. The rebuttal. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I think uh, all friends, all really, really good friends. I don't really know how it works with you guys because I think friendships are very universal, but then I think there's a cultural element to it as well. So in India, this is how you... Uh, I, I'm sorry, I shouldn't say in India. Like with me, how I can say that this person is my closest friend is how comfortable this person is in saying the absolute like worst horrific crap to me with full confidence that I'm going to continue talking to them afterwards. Same. That's how yeah. I know that this is my friend. <laughs> I yeah. mean, in the UK, they so, call it just taking mm -hmm. the piss out, right? Uh-huh. <laughs> That's the term you guys use up there? And we just call yeah, it busting taking balls. taking the piss out of someone. I don't really know what we call it, but yeah, basically, uh, that's how you gauge friendships. You know, a lot of uh, comedians have jokes about this. Like, mm -hmm. uh, if the name isn't followed by like a like a bad word, this person isn't really your friend. Bad word is also another thing that we use in India. I just realized that uh, bad word is not like an English language thing; it's an Indian thing. So this is how. Uh, we dub uh, explicitives as like you said a bad word as if <laughs> that that kind of negates it but yeah where the um where i grew up was the by pretty much any objective measure the most uh multicultural place on the entire planet where my my specific neighborhood in queens and what was interesting is that we got along swimmingly because we constantly referred to each other in racial slurs. Now, I know that's like horrifying to people now. You say that to people, it, it would horrify them beyond words. Like that is the, the absolute worst thing you can ever say to somebody in 2020. Mm -hmm. And yet growing up in the 90s, we had, we would, I mean, I'm not gonna repeat them here, but there were a lot of things we'd all say to each other. And everybody from, from Pakistanis to Taiwanese to Jamaicans and Koreans and everybody in between, Lebanese, Israeli, we'd all have these just horrific things we'd say to each other. And we kept one-upping each other with how bad it got and every stereotype we could throw in. And because of that, we had the most harmonious block in the neighborhood. And everyone loved each other. Yeah. Of course, and of course. It was I, the I, nature I, of it. This is, this is it, right? Like people who criticize all these words, uh, like they, they, their pin gets stuck in the word, like a linchpin that just goes in like, tack. that's where they get stuck. They don't see the context. They mm -hmm. don't see how consensual that conversation was in the first place. So mm -hmm. I think that is that is a major element of it. Like in, in Gujarat itself, uh, there is this town called Surat. And again, this would be stereotyping, but it's not really stereotyping because people are attempting to screw everything around them in Gujarati uh, by attaching the Gujarati version of the duck word with an F. Uh, to some object, right? And this will be yelled out in the streets everywhere. And nobody gets angry when they get hit with this word because everybody knows that nobody means it. And uh, yep. everybody knows that they have the option to say it back. So no one gets mad at it. But uh, with most of the virtue signaling crowd, first of all, most of them are so young. And uh, they're so young and their version of morality is anchored on 
mostly stuff they have read and heard not experienced so i think mm. they get angry like so angry about certain things that you know that they should ideally like gel with and go with and have fun with but then mm. that's that's the hill they die on so we let mm. them die on that hill <laughs> yeah i think the minute you start worrying about what you're going to say to somebody who's who's a friend they're really yeah, no longer that, a friend you can't walk on eggshells with an actual friend yeah pretty much that's not much of a friend that's much. an associate but it's not a friend mm-hmm. yeah. yeah there's a whole lot of people pretty on this much. platform my considered associates who there's a lot that i would not say there's a lot mm-hmm. that i consider friends who i absolutely would say i'd unleash the dogs of war but of there's there's that line <laughs> But we weren't sensitive about it. I think, uh, and honestly, not, not not to you know bring this into it, but I'm just only going to make one tertiary mention just for the purpose of illustration, which is a lot of the kind of the shock and horror about the way that that Trump speaks. He grew up not far from me, actually, maybe about like ten minutes away from me. Okay. And just in in the borough of Queens, people are very blunt, and they say what's on their mind, and there's really not much of a filter. And this is just the way everybody communicates. So if you have something on your mind, you just say it, regardless of how it's going to be received. There's just, there's, it just, it's just set. And that's, that's the kind of milieu in which he grew up and it never changed. I had to work really, really hard to rein it in. And there's, you guys know me there's a lot of times where it's not reined in because it just, it just bursts through the surface. So I think, but to the, to the rest of the kind of the polite world, it's a very horrifying thing because they're not, not used to it. And I think there's like some kind of let, like malice behind it. It's just, it's just how people talk there. Yeah. So it's kind of fascinating. That's, that's, spend time in Queens, like you like, ah, it makes sense. Yeah. That's why they say, you know, travel the world. Uh, certain things will only make sense with context. Yep. And I think we had this conversation, Jeff, I, I think around big cities. Like people in big cities have this unbelievably rude way of talking to each other, which when people from small cities see, they're horrified. They're like, why are they talking to each other? like that but like that's literally how people talk to each other in big cities because they are in a rush to get things done uh, as similarly when people from big cities come to small town they're horrified by how polite and slow everything is so like yep. if people choose their their little corners in the world and like stick to them i think understanding the world kind of gets difficult and if you add the mm-hmm. internet to the mix where it's more about being right than being informed, people people have their pins get stuck, I think. And they're like, yeah, my way of doing things is right. Your way of doing things is wrong. So mm-hmm. like, do it my way or else you are a bad person. Yep. So, yeah, Absolutely. Pretty awful. But I think that's, that's a lot of this that's was a repeat uh, of the enlightenment. Enlight- that's a repeat of the enlightenment. I think you're going to love this, right? Because when Jean-Paul Marat started writing those uh, newspaper listicle types things during the French Revolution, uh, kind of uh, shitting on just about every person who didn't fit the mold of the liberal outrage of that point in time, uh, people read Marat's stuff, they got angry and they retaliated and they were like, get in! And someone got guillotined. And it kept happening, it kept happening, it kept happening, it kept happening. Till one point, a lady comes to Marad's house, stabs him, kills him. And people are like, oh, this needs to stop. And post that, we had the renaissance. 
So I think that's where we are at. We are at people being Jean Paul Marauds everywhere, and then we're going, we're probably going to have decentralized platforms where we could literally live out our creative fantasies. I can't so, wait. Optimism. And it's good. It'll be the end of cancel culture too. That's the best part of it. Optimism. Yeah, I, yeah, I think I that'll be. So. What do you think? I mean, so yeah. Because I, I, I think cancel so culture, it's, 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 it's absolutely cancerous, but I think it really only thrives because there's such a monopoly right now on the modes of mass communication. And mm. right now you really, you, if you have to walk on eggshells on Facebook and you, I'm not Facebook, uh, Twitter really, and, and particularly, and even LinkedIn to some, actually LinkedIn's moving in that direction in a very frightening way, but. It's moving be, in a very yeah. cancel culture. It's putting people absolutely. in LinkedIn jails. People have been yep. kicked off for three, three days, which is so yep. weird. It's Just nuts. because somebody didn't like what someone has out, you mm. cannot, as a professional platform, do the most unprofessional thing, which is kick someone out. But okay, yep. fine. And a lot of it too, it's, um, platform. you know, people always say this is like a new, it's not new. Like read world history. Nothing is new about this. There's always the, right. the accepted we, we, orthodoxy. And if you dare, dare, dare step off the reservation of the accepted orthodoxy of the day, the mob will come for you. This is this yeah. is literally everywhere in the history of the entire world. This is nothing is new about this. That's the thing, right? That comes to the gist of it, which is people don't really read history. They read opinions about history, right? So they're going to read the bestsellers pertaining to every historical event that has occurred. So that context that you get when you actually read history, which is very boring to read. I understand why people don't really invest in reading, invest time in reading history because it's, it's tough. But mm -hmm. when you, when you actually read history rather than just opinions about history, what you realize is, as you said, this is a pattern that has repeated once every 150 to 200 odd years. It keeps happening. Yeah. I think there's there's not, a not just I mean, about not just the pandemic, even all the other cancel culture, religious oh yeah. uh, uprisings, all of that. It, uh, autocrats. This keeps mm -hmm. happening again and again and again, and yep. somehow, you know, <laughs> it just yeah. I I, I I I heard something great today on a on a YouTube live done by like an Indian comedian called Saurabh Pant who had a Chanakya expert named Dr. Radhakrishna Pillai on. And basically what the Chanakya expert said was, the world changes, society changes, but the human mind does not change. So mm -hmm. I think basically that's it. No matter how much knowledge we end up acquiring in the long run, how we process information, how we look at the way the world operates, I think that, that the technology is progressing faster than the mind and the body and all of that. I think that comes into play. So we're going to keep doing it, I think, again and again and yeah. again. But Is it? it reminds me of an expression we use in, uh, in American football, which Mel is getting into, which is awesome. It's called outkicking your coverage. Basically, it's it oh. boiled down to this. So somebody, somebody on this team, they kick the ball off and it sails across the stadium the other side the other team gets it and the idea is they catch it and they're supposed to advance it as far up the field as they can before they're tackled okay now when you kick it off here 
your tacklers okay. are supposed to follow you. But if you okay. kick it too far and your tacklers don't get there, you call it, it's out kicking your coverage. Like your tacklers okay. are supposed to run in concert with the ball at the same time. So when the ball lands on the other side and the guy catches it, you've got somebody there ready to bring him down. Bring him but down. if you kick yeah. it way beyond how fast your guys are running, you've out kicked your coverage and then they catch it, they can bring it all the way back up. We've done that, yeah. I feel, as a species with technology versus mm -hmm. our biology. Our technology has mm -hmm. way out kicked our coverage. Our species is barely moving. Mm -hmm. Our technology is soaring past it. And it's this massive imbalance that we have right now. I mean, so I, I understand. But, but like to, to not be the optimist, I'm the one with the light. So I think I'll be the optimist today. Uh, I think every new innovation that, and we keep forgetting, right? Like technology is very new in the sense that internet and all the Silicon Valley stuff, that's, that's pretty new. So every new innovation that mankind has encountered, like starting with fire, people had had this impulse to make it sacred and something to be feared besides, you know, getting burned from the get go. And then the more they understood it, the more they processed it, like it was not just for keeping the animals away. You can actually use it to make the food. You can actually use it to sharpen the weapons. You can actually use it to et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So that process took years. I mean, at least according to archaeological uh, evidence and all of that that we have. Same with like something like the Gutenberg press. People were against the Gutenberg press for the longest time. Same with industrialization. Same with almost mm -hmm. everything new that has come in. And I think that is what is happening with technology as, as well at this point in time, which is we are at the supreme criticizing phase where we are finding out everything that technology is capable of and we are hitting it from all directions. You're like, mm, this is wrong, mm, this is wrong. And somebody somewhere is making a list of stuff that you can fix with it, right? And they're making bad. I, I think good example of that could be DuckDuckGo. So almost mm. all the privacy concerns that Google has don't exist with DuckDuckGo. Well, DuckDuckGo is a small platform at this point, search platform, search engine platform at this point in time, it will grow, right? So I think that is what will happen in the future. I mean, this is just me hoping for a utopia. But yeah. <laughs> I'm with you. Although I think, uh, yeah. just uh, do a screen share for a second. Okay. I thought a little little joke that I posted today. I figured you guys appreciate it. Okay, do it, right. do it. Okay. All right. Okay, I can't read it. Hold on. No, can I? Okay. Yeah, I can't read it. Jeff, Jeff, do the control plus thingy and make the text seem bigger yeah <laughs> hit control plus on your keyboard i still control can't what? it why can't i control plus you on can your you can yeah, zoom on your phone yeah Benati. yeah i just did oh yeah that. oh shit I, I keep yeah. i i keep forgetting i have my phone on here as well yeah so for those of you who need context I'm uh, moderating from my laptop and on. Oh my god! <laughs> oh my god! 
good. Okay, yes, we, we do appreciate that joke. For sure, we appreciate that joke. <laughs> I miss that guy. That guy was, my God. You know, the only thing that sucked was that there weren't memes back in 2003. Okay. And that he would have been the meme king of the summer of 03 when that guy was out doing his thing. That would have been, oh my God, that would have been epic. But yeah, yeah but, but I mean. Like, I, uh, what do you guys think like uh, about memes in general? Because we have like an age gradient here. Sorry. Sorry for bringing it up. But like we have uh, somebody in their late 30s, somebody in their mid 30s and someone in their late 20s sitting together. So we have at least like three age brackets. Like what do you guys think about memes besides the fact that they are hilarious and amazing? What else do you have about memes? That, uh, That's all I got. That just that they're hilarious. <laughs> that and um, just like gifts as well. Uh, mm. They convey points a lot better than just yep. boring text. Mm. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. My favorite yeah. gift has been, I think I've sent it to you. The <laughs> death guy from Supernatural going, no, no. I am being incredibly sarcastic. <laughs> and he has that look on his face. That actor is so flipping good at his job. He has that look on his face that conveys sarcasm so well. Like that uh, Sheldon Cooper sign which says, do I need a sign? That's just sarcasm. That's it. I have found that sign in that gift. No, I'm referring, like the, the, the question was referring to how many, like uh, calling them journalists is, is sacrilege. I know it is. But like many journalists on platforms like Vulture, Vox, uh, and all these other very popular media platforms say that memes are responsible for some very negative ideologies kind of gaining mainstream coverage. And while I hate them for what they have done to journalism, I think they have a point because uh, the right, the, uh, the right and the left if we compare them, the right is way better at memeing than the left. Left is very busy getting offended by stuff. And right <laughs> is very busy targeting the left, making them cry as much as they... Okay, disclaimer, I'm a left liberal. So, like, okay. Coming, uh, they're, coming they're back... They're good trolls, though. They are great trolls. Mm. Masterful trolls. That's what... On the alt-right, yeah. Right, the right is... And the alt-right, I think they are oh, the yeah. best at trolling. They are the best at bringing, basically bringing out the worst in themselves and in others <laughs> using their memes. So yeah. this, is, this is a tough question, right? Because many platforms are now moderating memes. Are you guys okay with that? Really? That's crazy. I yes. mean, they're, they're not having any yeah. of the, the, what is it, the, uh, the green frog memes they love to use? Like they love that one. The all right. Exactly. That, that that's is like what the I was go -to. alluding to because yeah. the green frog, the Pepe, Pepe the frog. Pepe, that's has the one. Yeah. Become repre representative of like white uh, supremacy, uh, like <laughs> a secret uh, white supremacy symbol, like a hands. There's a hand sign which I won't repeat, mm. and the Pepe the frog image in the background. So these are these have unconsciously become like a dog whistle. 
if you yep. don't really want to say something very racist and very like uh, supremacist in nature out loud but you want to signal to the crowd that this is it this is what people are doing they are making certain hand signs and they are putting pepe the frog meme in the background so platforms are moderating that if there's a pepe chances are your content is going to be shadow banned so are you guys okay with that like as a phenomenon well since i don't use pepe the frog in my content and i mean that particular part <laughs> but you know what no i i mean i'm i'm a i'm an absolute free free speech and free expression nut and i i think everything should be allowed to see the light of day regardless of how absolutely repugnant it is because the more you drive it underground the more mythical you make it and the more you convince people who are not inclined to extremism that yeah maybe there is a conspiracy out there and and then they start gravitating yeah. toward the extreme like to me the the most striking example was this year with with all the covid coverage where you have yes. really kind of like four four i would say four primary camps in in like the in the covid response universe amongst people like starting all the way over here you have the this is like the absolute like black plague this is the worst thing that humanity's ever ever encountered we need to hide under our beds forever and ever and ever they will ne- we will never get back to normal that's it forever and and if you dare disagree in any way you want to kill my grandma and like that's that's like one camp and that is a decent amount of followers and you have they move a little bit over here and then you have the folks who are very cautious i think we really need to be very very careful about what we open we really shouldn't be out and about it's really not a good idea this this will pass yes this will pass but until that happens we got to really like wear masks hunker down don't go out if you don't have to that's kind of that like broad camp then a little that's bit me. over yep that's me and i shifted a little bit now and then you have another pretty big camp like on the other side of it now it's like look it's definitely not the black plague we acknowledge that it exists and it, and it's as bad and we need to do something to mitigate it we need to look for better treatments and we should we should exercise precautions and we should be smart and sensible about it but we really shouldn't shut things down. We need to keep moving forward with life. We can't yeah. let this impede normal living. Then you have the way other side on that side, which is not just a complete hoax. It's complete bullshit. Doesn't even exist. It's a conspiracy by Bill Gates and this and governments. And it's like a the great reset by the UN. And, and, and that's a big contingent. The problem is, the only reason I went on this whole long winded thing is that both big middles have been characterized as people who are on these extreme fringes. So God forbid, you posit yeah. a position that says, you know, it, the death rate is, it's actually pretty minimal when you look at this holistically. And for people under 65, it's pretty much that in line with the common flu. They immediately lump you in with the conspiracy nuts. Oh, so you obviously think it's a hoax. You think the whole thing is made up. And the other side where people say, you know, we yeah. maybe we want to proceed with some caution here. We don't know what we're dealing with. And then you say, well, obviously you just want to shut down everything forever. You think this is the black plague. You th- and then it's, so it's immediately, yeah. we've lost the center of gravity on this. Like entirely yeah yeah that's that's i think that's that's the unfortunate consequence of having to pick a side like this is the one thing i don't get about people which is you have to pick a side and i get this from atheists i get this from political uh, conversations and i'm like okay while i do obviously have a preference for both like i have a preference for atheism I have a preference for left liberalism, but I lean towards the center because I see the merit in the right 
and in the left and you need both to have a stable society you can't have a stable society with just one of these factions like there's a reason we have two hands and not one right mm -hmm. but nowadays it's not okay to say that because somehow neutrality has become much worse than committing crimes and saying awful things which makes no sense like how is looking at things rationally a disadvantage how you call you you consider to be a sellout yeah. and it's it you know it's just a race to who this. collects the most points i have too i have too and, I, and I, this is coming from somebody i used to be a lot more extreme in my in my beliefs about the world and and this that and the other when i was when i was younger and i was really pretty hardcore about it actually and i worked in that world okay. and then but i think that's a consequence of youth and it's a consequence of seeing things in a pretty narrow scope and it's um mm -hmm. there's that vigor of youth too which is why all revolutions are driven by the young they're always driven by students and, and people like that you know it's middle-aged okay. people don't drive revolutions because they've had the of benefit course, of hindsight of they've seen the world around them they realize that burning it all down is usually not a particularly good idea of course of they, course because <laughs> they have built stuff right that's the thing there are not many yeah. young people and again right. before young I people nothing to lose i'm 27 years old i am i'm from the young side of things so to speak so when i say young people i mean us the thing with us is we mostly have had a lot of help from people older than us in our life at this point in time right so we somehow love criticizing everything about things that were completely done by others right i mean this is a very generalized statement about what happens with most people right because as young young people we haven't really built things so to speak from scratch we don't really have much to show for something that was completely done by us compared to like say someone in their 50s or 60s so the the desire to want a revolution will definitely be stronger with the you know younger side of things because they haven't excuse me they haven't really done anything so to speak to begin mm -hmm. with yep absolutely so, i mean i can see, see i can see why go ahead no i said it's easy to it's easy to blow up what some somebody else has built because you don't have any skin in the game it's uh you know and exactly. and it's also easy to say i don't like anything around what i see i think and because this world is something that I'm going to inherit, I should be the one who shapes it. This world should be reshaped in my image. Mm -hmm. I shouldn't have to trudge through something other people built. Mm -hmm. So I'm just going to burn the whole damn thing to the ground and rebuild it in my image. The problem is they don't have the experience or the lucidity or the relationship building skills to rebuild anything because they haven't been around long enough to understand how to, and, and, I, and I speak generally, obviously, not all younger people, but and I, and I say this really geared toward like the young, like the college age people specifically, who have this like revolutionary kind yeah. of vigor. And I think the greatest example I can think of is, uh, is Iran in 1979. They saw very obvious corruption. They saw very obvious abuses that were coming from mm -hmm. the heads of state. They were coming from the, the apparatus, but the revolutionary vigor was so powerful. It's like, we'll just, we'll just burn the whole damn thing to the ground. We'll just take it over. We'll install a right. theocracy where everything will just be great. Right. We'll undo all the abuses. And it's like, you know, meet, meet the old, meet the new boss, same as the old boss. And the new boss is almost always worse than the old boss in these situations. And, um, 
the Arab Spring, we saw the same thing in Libya. And I mean, so that these things get kind of repeated over and over and over again. It's like change yeah, is good. Is, change is, is necessary. But but like when you try to bring in change very quickly, what what we I think this is just spitballing, right? This I I, mm -hmm. I think uh, what we don't take into account is society gets a certain way, following like years of a social evolution, so to speak. And uh, say for instance, you have believed in certain things all your life, and someone very justifiably comes at you and tells you that whatever it is you are endorsing or talking about or etc etc is completely wrong and like insert mm -hmm. a label there is this element of defending your beliefs that comes in before yep. the belief of what is right and what is wrong mm -hmm. so i think with online conversations that are that are spilling offline I think that is what we are seeing because I never really thought I will see the day that people will fight about stuff that is being posted online. And I, I mm. saw this happen indirectly where uh, someone is confronting somebody else's mother about something she's posted on Facebook. Like what? You know this person. Like, you know, yeah. there has to be something that has to be said about the history you have with a human before yeah. you kind of just go and label them something awful so it's gotten it's, it's i don't know how bad weird. it is in india is it is it is it really bad in india on that level too because i know here it's absolutely off the chain yeah. it is it is unlike anything i've india ever seen before lynching i'll i'll find the exact statistic because indian lynching has gone up significantly it's gone up and uh, it has gone up right uh, of course not uh, in the wake of covid but like it was such a big problem that WhatsApp declared a price. They put a cash price on uh, uh, send us ideas and we will help you solve. Uh, that would help us solve the fake new, the uh, the problem pertaining to people forwarding just about everything. So what we have happening here is people will take random photos attach very vague stupid information which is not true like say they will take someone's photo an actual human being and say this person is a pedophile who kidnaps children beware and this photo and this information will be shared in whatsapp groups which will be forwarded into oblivion and then what happens is this person will ultimately get kind of con uh, we'll have some person in real life come and ask ask them and accuse them of being a pedophile when in fact they are not a pedophile who kidnaps children yep. so we had some very unfortunate cases like these happen where people were killed for killed like literally lynched for yep. someone assuming that they had beef in their bags and stuff like that and this happened in crowded places so that's crazy they were like lynched publicly there were witnesses they were lynched wow. publicly let me find out uh, the statistic uh, that's crazy so that you know i know right it's it's that it is, is crazy really is yeah okay so according to a reuters report 
we had 63 cow vigilante attacks between 2010 and 2017 and that went to 124 wow. and uh, there is uh, 84% dead in cow related violence since 2010 okay so cow this related? is just uh, yes for people who have uh... it's holy I I know, but so people are carrying like literally sacks of like beef and stuff, and people suspect it's beef, and a lynch mob will descend on them. And yeah, yeah, wow. there was there was another very unfortunate lynching that happened during COVID, based on like, but this is just one instance where during the start of COVID, there was one religious sect in India which was blamed for uh, spreading the virus unfairly. Uh, hmm. and the reason they got the blame was because they were not really cooperating but then they were quarantining themselves so as long as they quarantine i think they are not spreading the virus right hmm. but then they got the blame because of the way media covered the event and so when the person from the opposite religious faction wearing that color clothes went into one of the villages they got lynched like their jeep and everything got attacked and i think one person was grievously injured so these are the kind of attacks we are seeing they are not mainstream in any way shape or sense but in the 21st century i think the information age these attacks should not be a thing but they unfortunately are right so that's 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 I I I I I I don't I don't even uh, have any guesses as to why this is happening because one guess could be unemployment. There is so much unemployment that people don't literally don't have better things to do with their life yep. than to you know go and act out on things you read online. Yeah, we're seeing it here too. I understand. It's very unfortunate. It's it's upsetting because I I I have I haven't really lost friends per se, but there are some friends I, I don't talk to anymore because of I I can't get over certain things they have said, right? And mm. I know it shouldn't be like that. It should be about conversations. It should be about dialogue. But at the back of my mind, it's like, how can you say that? Like I have mm. seen you do the opposite of what you are endorsing. and mm-hmm. somehow this is the message that you want out and i can't get it over it i know i have to but yeah it's such a, it's such a confusing headspace to be in it's hard i've had i've had friends who posted things like you know if you, if you've voted for trump then you're no longer human so unfriend me and never speak to me again and like well okay i mean that that's an interesting way of putting it out there uh, i understand why you would post something like that because you emotionally are very triggered by him and you don't want anybody to continue to trigger you by posting things out there that just reinforce a world view that not everyone agrees with you. I get that. And there and I'm, and in fairness I have seen people on the other side do the exact same thing. And this yeah. is I think emblematic of this idea that your your value as a human being is judged entirely by the belief system that you've aligned yourself to. which is a fluid thing to begin with because I don't know anybody who's had the same beliefs in everything their entire life. And exactly. they do, they do have it they have lived their this, entire I life. This. I I get this do you get this like you have changed. I'm like yeah. 
I am not two years old anymore. Of course, I have changed. Yeah. People are supposed to change, right? Yeah, but you're not the same guy you were in high school. Thank God for that. Literally, this is this is this is the conversation. I every time I talk to one of my nicest friends, like growing up, I, I obvious for obvious reasons growing up, I didn't have many friends. Obvious reasons being the things I wanted to talk about were weird. Like I acknowledge how weird the things I wanted to talk about was. Like, did you see that episode of Inuyasha or Naruto? Like, obviously, kids in Gujarat are not in back at that point in time were not into Inuyasha or Naruto or basically anything related to Japan. I was very into Japan as a 16, 17-year-old. Mm. Uh, but I get why I didn't have friends, but I had this neighbor who used to like, uh, we, we used to talk a lot and uh, every time I talk to him now, this is what I get. You have changed. I'm like, yes, dude, I'm not 16 years old anymore. <laughs> of course, I'm going to have some form of emotional maturity that I didn't have as a 16 year old. Yeah. Which made, which made me say the most absurd shit out there. Not that I don't say yep. absurd things anymore. I do. But then if you talk to me at 36, that's how it's going to... 37, that's how it is going to be... Like, I yeah, will change absolutely. from what I am right now to 37. Do, do, does that happen with you guys as well? Like, do people ambush you with this? You have changed. As if it's a All the time. thing. Yeah, that's why I ended my marriage. <laughs> <laughs> Mike drop. Mike drop. <laughs> I can't follow that. I got nothing. <laughs> the truth is that was a mic thing, drop. Hey? Damn. <laughs> yeah. I I you know, I've seen that friends change. I have seen them attack viciously for changing. I've seen people change their political ideologies and because I basically grew up in a very political world and early in my career, these are the friends that I made. And I stayed in touch with all of them. And some of them are steadfast and some of them aren't. And it's just the nature of the world. It's the nature of living. And the ones who've gone like off the reservation, who've decided to go their own thing, they are just bombarded. They're ambushed. I mean, they're like, the, they come from all over. And they say, you've changed, you've sold out, you've this, you've that. Well, no, they've evolved their thinking. They've lived life. They've seen yeah. other perspectives. Exactly. You know, I happen to not agree with a lot of their new beliefs, but I didn't live their life either. I don't see things through their eyes. I don't see things in their shoes. So who the hell am I to judge what somebody yeah. else thinks about something? They've come to it from their own experience. Yeah. And if they think this, what I think is an absolutely terrible policy is a great idea, I'll discuss it with them. I'll give them my peace of mind. They'll give yeah. me theirs. We'll probably agree to disagree. But I'm not going to attack them for believing it now because they didn't believe it before. It's not my place mm -hmm. to do that. Pretty much. Yeah. So when I tell people that I am friends with people who voted yes on leave during Brexit and the people who voted for Trump, I get such nasty looks from the editors and I'm like, you are not supposed to make that face. Your mm -hmm. job is to have the story, mm -hmm. not just mm -hmm. present opinions about the stories. Right. And they make that surprised Pikachu face whenever uh, they realize that the hate that people have amongst each other is spiking. I'm like, no shit. Mm. You guys are contributing to this. 
Absolutely. That only or showing opinions that align yep. with your opinions. And it's, yeah. it's unbelievable oh, how I have to have this fight with editors. With yeah. This is why I'm doing my own website. I am they should so know better. Flipping tired. They should know better, right? Like a 27-year-old sees how you are literally causing people to hate each other mm. when ideally your job is to inform people. Mm. And you are criticizing those who are actually, like if we really think about it, these people are victims of the information that you guys are putting out. And you think they mm. are deplorables, right? I'm like, I, I don't get this yeah. phenomenon at all i think crystal crystal had the nicest thing to say about this crystal from crystal and sagar of the hill uh crystal with a k i mean that's an unfortunate name bill <laughs> crystal oh wait, wait. pardon the bill crystal i missed it i i don't really yeah, no. know her first name oh first uh, name Chris, is, okay Chris, i thought you were talking about okay okay yeah Crystal from The Hill. The Hill is like a media platform, uh, a new media platform where uh, basically they they give the news and then they say, in my opinion, they use these words, which is something I like because they are literally telling you this is opinion, this is not mm. news. Anyway, so what mm. Crystal said was, we should stop hating each other and hate the elites. And I really love that because... Hate the what? Sorry. Hate, we yeah. should stop hating each other and mm. we should instead hate the elites. E L I T E. Elites, yeah, sorry. Yeah. That, that's okay. I, okay, I understand yeah. I have an accent, which is difficult to get, specifically when we My take into account that I mix right. British, British and American English sometimes combines for me. So, it's, it's because yeah, you're like this small on the screen and when people speak, uh, a kind of half lip read oh. to try and process the auditory information. So I'm just like, what? <laughs> yeah. No, it's it's interesting. Am I bigger now on your screen? Yeah, you are. <laughs> um, Jeff and I actually okay. had a conversation so I, I about no why people was... about why people vote the way that they do. Yeah. Okay. It was interesting. And give us a TMDR. It, it, okay. Give us a too it, long, didn't read version of that. Survival. Protect. You know, you come first. Oh. I see. That might be too short, but so yeah. basically, <laughs> no, no, yeah. that makes sense, right? Like you want your yeah. article to get views, and you're not going to get views with uh, pure cold hard, cold hard facts. Hello, Miri. We've got Miri. Do you want to jump on and send you the link? <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah, but she has to want to come on because she'll have to click the link. Go ahead, Jeff. Sorry to interrupt. No, it's okay. I um, had a very interesting conversation with, uh, I think, Mel, and tell me if we discussed this. I, a friend of mine. She is from uh, the state of West Virginia, which is very pro-Trump country. It's a uh, coal mining country, very blue collar, very working class. And, um, yeah, yeah. you know, yeah, I think we we're talking about this. Right. And like how mm -hmm. their entire life and livelihood of that state and almost all the families in it rely on fossil fuels. Mm. In 2016, Trump said, I'm going to remove all of the Obama 
regulations around this, and I'm going to let you mine coal to your heart's delight. You're going to reopen the coal mines. You're going to do all that stuff. Hillary Clinton said, not a chance in hell. We're going to move away from fossil fuels. We're going to move totally to green energy. So mm -hmm. I have a friend, and she voted for Hillary, but she's from that area, and her whole family works in the coal mining business. So she was on a screed the morning after the election, and she said, how, how, how can these people vote for him not taking into account the needs and the wants of the LBGT community? How can they not think about immigrants? How can they not think? And then she's asking the question, how can these people not vote on behalf of these people? So I just, I just presented a counterpoint and I said, that, that's a fair question, but, but let me ask you this. Why did those people vote for Hillary not thinking of these people? Yeah. And because if yeah. you voted for Hillary Clinton, why are you, why do you hate coal miners? Well, well, I don't hate coal miners. Well, you voted for her, so you obviously do. And then it just kind of opened her eyes for a second, yeah. realizing people yeah. don't vote from a place of hate. They vote for a place of self-preservation. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's exactly. funny. Um, I think it was actually this morning, one of our um, Linky Fam members in America basically, you know, re re reiterated that for their own kind of personal reasons as to, you know, why they think... Um, certain can candidates are shit and why, you know, they all might be, you know, crap people, but it's the policies, mm -hmm. the ones that affect them personally, yeah. their work, their livelihood, um, their families. Yep. Simple as that. That's really it. So yeah, you can't. I've never, can't I, I can honestly work. say, I've never known a, per a person who's ever voted from a place of hatred for somebody else they've entirely voted and this is interesting because you look at human history and this this goes all the way back i mean the vast majority and no i mean i will get skewered for saying this but i'll say it because it needs to be said because it's true the overwhelming majority Nobody's of people, on the live so don't worry ah perfect the overwhelming majority of people who voted for the nazis did not do so out of a place of hatred for jews or gypsies or anything like that they voted because they believed the Nazi party gave them the best chance at regaining the prosperity that had been destroyed in Germany and not having to roll they wheelbarrows full of cash for local bread. Absolutely. They didn't, there were, now there were, of course there were a few, but a vast majority did not vote from a place of malice or hatred. They thought the Nazis were the best path to self-preservation. Now that gets into the debate. Should you have a broader view of what you're voting for, for yourself based on the residual impacts? And it's a different discussion, but mm -hmm. I think, I think the same thing is true for people who vote for extremist parties. Not all over everyone, the world. Jeff, not everyone has a PhD, right? Not everyone right. has a PhD. People cannot pay their bills by thinking about the future when you yep. are facing not having a paycheck the next month. Absolutely. A lot of people vote for extremist parties in India the same way they are are voting for people that are going to ensure that they are going to get their ration card, they're going mm -hmm. to get the gas line, come in their villages, and they're going to have water and light happen. And that is why, yep. you know, there's, there's a lot of uh, outrage in the West regarding the government that we have in power right now. And I understand why that exists. But like, they have, people made a choice, which is survival. We understand yep. this is not how it should be, but we have no choice. We're going to vote for people who give us stuff rather than voting for people who just call us bad names and come to us during election season. That's that's what it came down to. 
essentially yep. in India. Absolutely. That's how and Brexit happened. Probably is going to come down to for exactly one party, the one that won, talked to the most ignored section of society that actually goes out to vote. Yep. So, that's yeah. that's all it is. And and that, you know, and and I believe that those votes came from a place of hatred either. I think those votes came from the place of from the people voting. Like, you know, we know we know we all we know Brexit voters and I don't you know you talk to them about it, they're not going to say, well, I, I'm so glad I did it because I hate them and I hate them. And it's like, you're not, that's, that's not going to be as woven into it. Mm-hmm. It might be a tertiary consideration for some of them, for sure. At the end of the day, though, it's like self-preservation. Yeah, most of the smart people that I talked to about Brexit said they, they, that voted to leave, they said it's because they wanted more control in what, who makes the decisions in the EU. This yep. is what I was told. And that's a legitimate concern, right? Because most of the people who make decisions were not from the UK and yet UK ended up paying the most. So that is why people chose people with degrees and insight and foresight, still some of them chose to vote leave, right? So I talked to those people as well and the normal people. So many of the normal people had some xenophobic reasons of voting leave, but beyond the xenophobia. As you say, there was a place of non-hatred. It was, I don't want to lose my job to this person from a foreign country. Which is about survival at the end of the day. So, yeah, exactly, Anna. It came from a place Mm -hmm. of being presented a unique... Why don't you jump on? Because you were on the receiving side of some of the... We cannot talk Brexit without Anna Maria. Yes, of course, because you could probably give us insight that I definitely could not because I am yeah, not, likewise. I didn't live through the UK as an immigrant during Brexit. So yeah. I'm gonna move it aside. It's getting cold out here. Uh, yeah. Uh, we started talking about writing and we are now talking about Brexit. So. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's a good insight into how our conversations yeah. tend to go. Absolutely. Yeah, pretty much. Ah, yeah, oh. yeah. as soon um, as they do, and if you are up to it, uh, do consider, if you're up to it, definitely, you know, come uh, and show us the other side, so to speak, you know, because uh, the one thing that I love about podcasting and live streaming and all these things is that we don't get the snippets, right? So what the news does in this awful way is uh, they will do and do do an interview of a person and the interview generally is anywhere between 20 minutes to an hour. Mm-hmm. And what ends up on air is 16 to 20 seconds for normal people, not for uh, the experts, for the normal people. So they don't show the conversation where the journalist is very like, very intentionally goading the person on by saying certain inflammatory things and when this person blows you know they blow their top and say something that's it that's the part they show which is awful right so we we don't really have nuance from oh yay we don't really have nuance from Wait, let me turn this off. Certain inflammatory things. And when yeah. 
Hi. I'm going to be a bit quiet because they're still trying to fall asleep. <laughs> We understand. Can you hear me? Oh, the quiet voice. Yeah. The quiet voice with the dark background is going to play really well into this conversation. I think so. This point of view. It's very Halloween. I think so too. Yeah. You might be dreaming about me tonight, though. So watch out. I not to be labeled as a creepy person, but yes. It would be amazing to dream about you because you you inspire so much creativity. I think, yeah, having creative dreams about creative people would be awesome. I have creative dreams about you too. <laughs> <laughs> that's so sweet. I, I, I don't think I have told you guys this. I only have two kinds of dreams. I either have volcanoes in my dreams uh, yeah. or I have I know. a dream where we are living in normal gravity, but somehow we can do the zero gravity jumps. And oh, nice. I, 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 have I want one of those dreams. Double jumps. <laughs> I have had a dream where literally I'm not kidding. Mel pushed me in a volcano and I don't really know what that means. Oh dear, that's no, she pushed I think I know what it means, but I'm fire. not gonna find out. <laughs> no, I'm gonna I'm gonna find a very positive um, connotation here. So she pushed you towards the fire of your passion yeah. and Ooh, your exactly. inspiration. Mm -hmm. There you go. Definitely. Mel, I've got exactly. you both. Well. That's that's, yeah. that's what that was exactly what I was thinking as well. Great mind. That's what that's what, <laughs> that's what I got from the thing because Mary, you're our hero. I looked up literally, I looked up what having because I have had so many volcano. So many volcano. I, I would love to put that put that comment on the screen, Midi, but then my live would be taken down. And I will I even see what she put. Footage. So I'm so sorry, but like we, she what put the mean? thing that uh, that's what she said. <laughs> you know what? I I have been really good and refrained from saying that several times during this live, just in case. Oh, I've known. I, I've noticed. Go ahead. Not gone on uh, deaf ears or blind eyes, just, let me tell you. Just let yourself go. It's fine. That, I feel like that's the tagline for 2020 for everybody yeah. when it comes to uh, eating and drinking. Just let yourself go. <laughs> Are you talking about my waistline here? <laughs> but no, that, that was the fun conversation yes, that we had about go. dreams. Because I was like, how the hell do you only have two dreams ever? Like, That's I can't, so I have I can't so many understand that. It's so complicated. But let yeah. me tell you a story. Seeming you're talking about I volcanoes, I'm gonna let me let me try to interpret it here, right? Because it it it's really it reminds me of an exercise that I did in an art therapy class, and it's an exercise I I do a lot with my clients, right? So it's this thing you have to paint or draw or something. Uh, how you see fire, air, earth, and what else is it? <laughs> I'm not thinking. And water, right? And you depict this on a piece Wind. of paper based on based on like the relationship between them, how much um, 
power or significance they have in your in your life. Mm. So I did this exercise, right? And I started and I, I was doing a uh, finger painting, which is perfect because it's like it comes straight from your everything, right? It's super, um, I don't know, primal. It's very uh, physical. So um, I did this thing with my fingers. I wasn't even talking. I wasn't even thinking. And then when I look, it looked exactly like a volcano, right? So uh, all the fire inside and so on and everything, it was just like a, a big ass volcano. And then the earth was very tiny. The water was there somewhere, but all of it was just like a big ass fire burning, waiting to burst. So there you go. She did, ah, yeah. <laughs> I did this exercise with Binati, it's true. And it's really, it's, it's incredible what we can express through our, through our creativity, through our art, you know? You just like, because you don't even think, you think, oh, it's air and it's water. But what it actually is, is your consciousness, it's your feelings, mm -hmm. it's your passion, it's your, uh, how, how grounded you are. Obviously, I'm not very grounded and I'm full of passion. No, 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 so keep going, keep going. I, I'm Anna Maria, I'm literally, as you were speaking right now, writing your character in your <laughs> chapter about this exact thing. <laughs> <laughs> are you right you i'm write? literally I'm like, yes. as, as we speak like, oh, as you speak okay. i'm i am typing as you speak okay perfect. this is like meta as hell and it's it's fucking amazing okay so it's, sorry it's a, i forgot uh, we're live <laughs> i can even i can even send you like the picture you'll see how it looks it's like a big thing like that with a lot of flames <laughs> So, uh, I, I think it's on your Instagram, right, Anna? We can show it to people if you want. Uh, no, I don't think it's this one. No. No. I uh, think I kept it myself, uh, I think. Okay, okay, okay. Okay, so do you guys... I do you guys... Put, yeah, um, I also didn't share that on Instagram. No. It's more like this kind of uh, thing is not necessarily aesthetically pleasing or is not necessarily something you want to share. It's more like... It's more like an output of your inner world, right? It's an expression of what's inside, right? Okay, so now a question, a, a survey. Do I keep the dark background or do I turn the light on? I see the background. Sorry? Oh, I'm losing you a bit. I say keep the background. I think the other two are busy yeah. typing. Yeah, no, you cut, you got yeah. cut off a little bit. Uh, Jeff looks very focused. Mm -hmm. Matt looks yeah, very focused. Yeah, that's because I, I changed the alignment of my Do you know what? It's yes, so freaking I, I weird. Um, for a fact that Jeff is writing our characters. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, I didn't... Um, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> my brain, <laughs> my brain is so ch chattery all the time. I um, know. Tell me about it. And, yeah, and just you know, having peace <clears throat> and quiet to write, um, like I did earlier today, it's brilliant. But then there's this weird thing, um, with like the creative energy and stuff, and I've um, I don't know how long in the last maybe coming up for an hour 
I just started typing here and there <clears throat> more stuff um, cool. in my book. And I've written over 500 words with constant chatter, real, actual, physical chatter. chatter <laughs> That's nice. Do you I'm know like, what? Wow. I find it that sometimes when you're around people in a public space, mm -hmm. listening to all that chatter, it actually quiets down the inner chatter and it helps you uh, not for me, but I think yeah. it's I think it's more the sense of um, the, the topic kind of energy and, and the people and yeah, the creative energy yeah, sort of good. thing. It's yeah. like I am I am distracted because I'm like listening as well, so I'm not fully focused. But what's coming out is exactly okay. what needs to come out, so that's good. That's nice. I actually have, I am wor uh, working on something now as well. Um, but I am in the boring part, guys, which you know very well. I'm in the editing stage. So I'm yeah. like, no. <laughs> So I think I might be hiring somebody to do it for me because I just need to watch. It's just like, no, not for me. I am also mm. in the process of last edit of a client's book that is mm. supposed to go out in 24 hours and i'm like oh my god i can't read one more line i can't and no. this is a book i've ghost written for someone but it's unbelievable how much i hate doing the final edit which is like the film yeah. edit because i am at my limit at that point in time because it's like oh my god Oh my God, I can't read the same thing again and again and again. Oh and no. It has to be done like, in a span of like six months, right? So yeah. Mm -hmm. You always leave it for the last minute, isn't it? Yeah. But, you know, I, I mean, like the first kind of edits are fine because mm -hmm. you kind of you yeah. start putting I'm together for the, the monkey. Yeah. <laughs> the, the adrenaline, the adrenaline rush. Oh, who's, I, I'm getting some messages here. Let's see what's going on. Hi, dear. Shall I brave it then? Shall I brave it though while I'm here with you or shall I write for my novel? It will be high, dear. What are we braving? To edit my chapter. I'm, uh, I'm gonna, I'm, um, I have a chapter in what? I tell mm. you what, editing is so much better when you have company. True, right? So maybe, maybe, just give it a try if you don't feel it. Yeah, then maybe yeah, unless else. it's certain kind of editing with certain writing that we all have to collaborate on and then no amount of company yeah. and laughter and chatter and booze and quaaludes can make that enjoyable. But uh, I was thinking of booze. <laughs> Dumbass. Dumbass. Oh, that was, yeah, special. Yeah, intense special. Oh, uh, yeah. But but I say it from a place of, of love, of, of absolute love and reverence. And Fine line between love and hate. Hey? There's a, when, when there's editing, there's no line between love and hate. <laughs> it's all mixed together. It's just one of the same. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's not no, mixed. No. It's not mixed, Anna. It's just rage. When you are editing, what yeah. you have is rage. Why oh. did this but, but having having a rage, yeah. having having a rage partner to bounce all the having anger a rage partner is the best. It's fantastic. It's the best. Yeah. 
Is it good? That's, that's why you get your like Is it good or does it fire? Did you read that line? You what? What was that, Anna Maria? I was saying, does it help though, or does it fuel the anger or the, oh, the rage? No, it, it helps. It helps because the, the rage turns into laughter. Oh, yeah, yeah. that's good. <laughs> I guess it depends it's on like the part. You, you, you don't, you do, yeah, Cause, yeah. You don't stay mad for too feel long. Like you were not the only one. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Because if you don't laugh, then you cry. And editing in tears is, is, is not the best. Mm. Word is God, don't make me cry tonight then. <laughs> no, you get to rage about yourself. Yes, I know, right? <laughs> Luckily, it's, so uh, it's me, me editing myself. I'm like, for God's sake, why <laughs> use so many fucking commas? <laughs> commas. <laughs> do you know yeah. what I do? Do you know there's what another I person like who word. overuses them as well. Mentioning no names. Word was putting commas after end for me all the time. Yeah. And I was like, okay, words should you be have some right? kind of mm -hmm. auto thing. That's an Oxford yes. comma. And it was doing it automatically. Yeah. And I'm like, what's going on? But yeah. Anyways. Yeah. Go to grammar. I'll show you what you could do. Go to your spelling and grammar check settings and yeah. uncheck Oxford comma. This problem. Ah, uh, Oxford comma. Is that how it's called? This creepy thing? Yeah, that. Uh, uh, I, 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 uh, I understand. We have to send you a meme. Oxford commas are important. To do with them. But with the Oxford comma. It. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I'm sure there, there's one in the, in the writing mm. group. At least one about the Oxford comma. God, we are actually there's one. There's, there's one. There's definitely one that I recall. I'm a huge fan of the Oxford yeah. comma. I think it's of clutch. Of course, we are live on LinkedIn. We don't clutch. Read. What does clutch mean? Like, um, hmm. Oh, how do I how do I contextualize this? Okay, so basically, in in uh, we use it here in a sports term, but we also use it for everything else in sports. It means if you make a big shot. When the game is on the line, like in a pressure situation, you call it a clutch shot. Like, ah, oh, this guy is great in the clutch. So when you say something is clutch, it means like it's awesome. It's everything. It's like it's what it's all about. Wow. Learning yeah, okay. something new every day. <laughs> but when you said this guy is good in the clutch, sorry, but <laughs> you're thinking something else, aren't you? I, I lost um, you right there. I'm sorry. Mel, you're cute. Mel, Mel. What? <laughs> no, I'm refraining. Look, come on. She's like, this, this, this is a professional. You've chosen now to suddenly change. Come on, give, give the audience what they want. They know the deal. We're all grown ups oh, here. Do you, you know what? Um, I'm gonna grab a beer in a minute, so maybe after I've had a beer, I'll um. <laughs> Probably it will all come out. Yeah. So we're actually live right now, right? And I'm drinking yeah. gin. And I'm wearing something that looks like I'm wearing pajama, right? But it's okay. But it's it's the new LinkedIn. The new LinkedIn is just come as you are. <laughs> come as you are. Yes. Exactly. This is what grinds my gears. LinkedIn never said you have to do certain things on LinkedIn. 
This is people who are saying this is what we do on LinkedIn. The LinkedIn police. LinkedIn does, it has community guidelines. Oh my god! I think we should be a hashtag defund the LinkedIn police. Recently, <laughs> 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 I'm gonna put a back banner up right do now. Do it. Do it. Because it doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm supposed to write right now at there the beginning of my chapter, like where I am at this moment in life and how good I'm doing, how well I'm doing. <laughs> right? <laughs> how successful I am, right? Okay. Yeah. Let me pump myself up. <laughs> yes. Do do a little bit of this as well. Yeah. Oh, I'm all fit. There you go. I've overcome all obstacles and I, I've got this. I've got this. All right. I'm doing it. I got to say, it is so freaking cool to get the band back together again like this. I know, right? Yeah. I'm sure the entire world you see oh, sometimes, maybe. This hit me all in all the feels right now. Oh, Anna, we are not that popular. We are not that popular. No, I'm, I'm sure there's nobody watching, right? Maybe, maybe. Yeah, I'm pretty sure there's nobody watching. Perfect. Because, no, the reason why why we don't have many people watching is, first of all, the region that this live is going from is India. Where yeah, it's 3 p.m. in the morning. Of course. That's fair. I should share share a link on. I, I didn't tell any of my. I didn't no, tell I any of my contacts on live. So. Can this be shared live on other people's feeds too? Yeah, that they can. Uh, they can restream the stream. Yes. Like if one of us I'll, were to post the I'll link. I'll see to if it. I can reshare it. Stream. Yeah. So. Well, you can put the link, yeah, and people will know, just want to be nothing. Thing. Oh, I'm watching oh. us now. I did put it on mute, so. Or if somebody has a live stream as well, you can they can oh. restream the oh, stream. Oh, Mel, you voyeur, you. <laughs> I know. <laughs> watching us. You like to watch I'm, yourself. I, I like got... <laughs> no, I like to watch the three of you twice. Oh, even worse. I mean, let, let's be honest about it. Who wouldn't? Real talk here. Fair enough, fair enough. The, that's what she said. Joke is uh, kind of getting layers now. <laughs> the, the, that's what she said has become its own meta thing right now. It's a, it's a beast that is begetting yes, itself. Of course, of course. Yes. Um, For sure. Okay. God, now, now you've shifted the mind. I'm even looking back to the comments now. I was a Romanian inside the whole mess. Oh, geez. We're talking about the Brexit. I know. Yeah. What did you think? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Vampires. Or Thank you, Mel. We were basically you, talking Mel. about how... Good crowd. Good crowd. All right. <laughs> What, 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 what am I missing? What am I missing? You guys. I don't um, know what's happening here. I think okay. Mel, and, Mel and Jeff have drunk behind, behind I, closed I, I've had nothing. I'm, I'm literally, I'm, no, I'm going to go grab a beer in a minute. I get it. I think. <laughs> so I have, I have a very serious announcement to make. I think it's about your Halloween costume. Yeah. Okay. Who's? Huh? Huh? 
What's going on? Uh, <laughs> my previous announcement is about the fact that I have no. I didn't get it. <laughs> Mel is dying. You What's happening? What? <laughs> I'm, I'm going to. It's okay. I'm going to um, step out of the room for five. Okay. Mm. <laughs> Mel is okay, fine. I'm going to see you soon. She's going to get her beer, <laughs> or or have a. Hmm. Yes, I lost my train of thoughts now. Anna Maria, you were saying. Yeah, it I was saying I, I I lost it. I was saying that I have no Romania. alcohol in the house. I'm absolutely depressed. Oh, that's a catastrophe. Zero alcohol, zero. Somebody is like me. There is no alcohol <laughs> in the house. In the dry state of Marbella. <laughs> I had like a, I had like this much of gin, this much. Oh well. You need you guys need neighbors like I had yes, last week. It's Marbella. I know. Ah, perdón, perdón, Marbella. 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 Or Marbella. Marbella. Well, I Marbella. say like the, the the Cubans say it, Marbella. 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 So, are you writing or not? What's going on? Yeah. Nice. We are writing. Uh, you just uh, you just uh, met somebody. I my other keyboard in on. a place. I met somebody. Who I, who did I meet? Somebody you know. <laughs> I want to know. Tell me. Tell me. Text me. Text me. Text me. <laughs> who? 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 I, I'm only going to give you a hint, but I'm not going to tell you. It's uh, what is that music? Oh, that's I me. I don't care. <laughs> it's uh, somebody from the uh, uh, the People's Poet Group. Yeah. Somebody from the yeah. Oh. Chris, right? No, that's it. Not I'm not. Chris. I'm not. Uh, not giving it away. Oh, you know I think I know. Okay, I'm not gonna say that. That's it. I won't. You'll. 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 Uh, you'll meet them soon enough. God, I'm too curious. So, what? When can I read? Do are you gonna let well, me wait until the end? Benadi, what do you think? Do we? Uh, do we get a rough draft after these two before we edit, or do we? Uh, do we go to town and then get it out? Where's your Where's your brain at on that? About what? About my book. Do we um before about what? Some so about the about the, my book mm. before you and I edit. Do we allow Anna Maria okay. and Mel to get I a sneak peek? So. Yes. I think you should yes. Yes. the basic. Yes. Yes. Before beta yes. reading begins, yes. uh, you have beta read like one level above beta reading. You have alpha reading right which is yep. like the paid version of beta reading so alpha readers will pick the book up original manuscript mm -hmm. then they will check the edited manuscript so like generally sometimes you hear this right i dropped my editor mostly people drop editors either if the editor kind of was shit and was not following instructions and was not really doing anything other than grammar edits or if your alpha reader suggests the editor to be dropped so mm -hmm. We could mm. do alpha reader for free. So we can call this beta reading plus. Mm. I, I, I definitely sound like an alpha reader. I'm an alpha female, so there you go. I, I think their feedback would be really good too. Maybe. Right? Maybe. Uh, I think yeah. you can, okay. you can course, even share. And uh, we, you could, you, we, we could take their uh, inputs on 
literally like uh, whatever it is which pertains to the tone of the story and like don't tell them what the story is about so this is what i've done i have told jeff don't tell me the plot and if i can guess the plot at the end of reading the book his book did the job it is supposed to right mm. so do the same with them as well so we can get accurate feedback okay cool so you don't you don't get any more that's it it's cut off until you see the whole thing that's annoying yeah it's going to be done soon i'm i'm uh, about no that's not that's i'm like 75 80% through with it so yeah but it's still a process right it's a process but i'm i'm what i do is i i also kind of like i have a um a 12 steps of christmas way of, of editing <laughs> which is what okay <laughs> You guys have that song, you know, on the first yeah, day of Christmas. Okay, I know, right? Right. So it's like, like you you do the first day, and then the second day, and then you sing back the first and second. Then you do the third day, and then you sing back first, second, third. Then you do the fourth day, and then you sing back first, second, third, fourth. And what the does fifth, it mean? Sing, sing back. back. What does that mean? So like, you keep you sing like a new verse, but then you sing all the verses. leading up to that and then you sing a new verse and then you sing all the verses again leading up to that one then you yeah, sing how a does new that trans- how does that translate into editing just so what I, I what i do is i write a chapter and then instead of keeping writing i go all the way back to the beginning and then i read it all the way through up um, until that point and then i write the next chapter and then i go all the way back to the beginning and i read it all yeah. the way through so i edit as i go Mhm because what I do is this is a the best way to make sure I don't spend a lot of time writing a bunch of shit that makes no sense in the context of the story mm. and it and it gets like clear alignment to me and I make sure like I'm I'm staying on track here mm. with kind of what I want to do because I take it now I'm going to now I'm going to challenge you right because that's kind of my prerogative in life uh don't you think that maybe if you always do this process that you might miss some like epiphanies in the moment of just like moments that could be added to the book. Well yeah, I don't I don't read it back while I'm in the middle of writing the new chapter. Like while I'm okay. immersed in the new writing, I never ever refer back to it. I only refer back after the chapter is totally done. Okay. And then I kind of go back and I don't actually read the whole thing like word for word. I kind of like just browse yeah. through just kind of scan it like, just to make sure like oh, the general idea yeah. you know. Now there's a lot of twists and turns in the story, so it's not like one big boring line. Of But I want to make not. sure the twists and turns are still at least generally consistent with plausible yeah. within the general story. God, it's so funny um, that I my process is I mean, I I've, I haven't written a book yet. I'm I'm now in the process of doing so. But me yeah. I'm just like I get snippets of moments and I just write those moments and then I kind yeah. of now I'm now I'm doing a puzzle. of trying to piece those moments together and put them in an order and building bridges in between mm-hmm. them right yeah so it's another way of much more much more weird though absolutely well in the challenge i'm finding right now is um, a lot of I, i still have a lot of characters mm. that was a lot of characters you got are you getting lost now Mm. It's blocked. You guys are still there. You're moving. You're alive. <laughs> <laughs> we are 
frozen. We are moving, but we are letting That's you talk. Interesting place. You know, guys were having, they were making, they were having an interesting conversation around uh, <clears throat> managing their manuscripts and stuff like that. So Anna told a bit uh, to us about her process, and Jeff told a bit about his. So. I think mm -hmm. I think that's it, right? Like one thing I don't get about the writings, writing uh, guidance industry, so to speak. Even if we look on LinkedIn posts that people put out, that who are writers, they have this weird notion where writing has to be a certain way. Like no, mm. writing and the process yeah. of writing, all of that, mm. exactly. It, it can be whatever you want it to be. Uh, what has to be the way it has to be is how it gets packaged in the end so that you could sell it or market it all of that yeah so that it gets okay. accepted and even that even that binati even that is still with a question mark because it might be that at this moment know, right? books that are successful look like that and sound like that but look at so yeah. many authors that oh, are coming yeah. in now and they're not it is it's completely out of that model right and they're successful because every day we've had that every day we have every day we have the the possibility of just of just you know fighting the status quo and just doing things differently and that's that mm -hmm. it's the it's not the and safe somebody world, said right? something yeah, there's this there's this guy named Saurabh Pan. He said something amazing on his YouTube live, which was uh, everyone that gives out publishing advice is not giving out advice. They are giving out opinions because no one really knows how publishing works other than the people in the room. Right. So exactly. The ones making the decisions to actively make choices. Yeah. If you're actively making choices, assuming that the people in that room are going to say yes to your work, I think you are not letting your work advocate for itself, you know? Mm, true. So basically, yeah. You, you are it's not the easy, right? it's not the easy way. Okay. It's not the easy way, no. but you know, it's like it's the but it's the breaking barriers way, is the yeah. transformational way. Yeah, and this is why I find um, sort of the traditional formats and stuff um, insulting in a way if we're being told to do it like that because I take it as an insult to my writing that it's not good enough to do it differently. <laughs> of course. Yeah, yeah no, I can. So, yeah. And then, we then got that, that just feedback, makes right? even more stub stubborn. Huh? Yeah. We got that feedback, yeah. right? Mel, yeah. Yeah. Uh, one of the books. Yeah. They literally wanted to gut our book to pieces. Mm -hmm. And uh, that was a decision. Uh, sorry, Jeff. Okay. That was That's a good. decision that was made essentially to sell more books, which is important. I get it. But so it would change the whole thing. The priority? You know, that is a question mm -hmm. I often have. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I do believe there are a lot of that's, uh, that's, publishing. That's such, a, such a deep question. Mm. I think there are still pub there are publishing houses now that are quite um, um, revolutionary in the in the sense of they really 
accepting like things that are a bit because they're a mixture between like self-publishing and traditional publishing you know so they vanity, let you have more ways. yeah there you go i don't know any of these terms <laughs> that's I'm that's where uh, you give yeah. them the manuscript they, yeah you you literally hire this publishing house they will publish your book and when i say hire it means you have to pay them but okay every iota of profit that your book makes comes to you so hmm. if you really really confident in what your book has to offer and you know that it could sell physical books and you don't want kdf publishing or any of the other uh, social media platform publishing houses to have power over your book you go the vanity press way which is not a bad way to kind of uh, get your book and do they do they make a lot of uh, marketing efforts and so on as well not as much they i do. guess because they, they don't do. They, they, do. they do okay no 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 they do they do they do uh, specifically catered packages so depending on what package you choose you get all of those services but okay. again it comes down to you know the perception around these things as well which is also like an entirely unfortunate rabbit hole which is someone is going to look at the publishing house on your book and they're going to say oh that's vanity press somehow mm. that makes you less of a writer right of like self published yeah. authors get this like your book is self published yeah. that does not mean i didn't write a book i know right yeah extremely awful person mm. but yeah it's 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 you win some you lose some you know it's a matter of perception and yeah to be fair i mean i understand the thinking behind it because you say going with the via traditional publishing house re requires that selection process right so you think that they yeah. think that if it, because it goes through that selection pro process it's it's more likely to be quality but that doesn't mm -hmm. mean that you know what i mean it's it's normal it's human nature yeah. right to, to believe in things that are stable and yeah established of course of course yeah of course of which course is, which no, is what sad really, though but what really on the saddest bit of it all is like literary contests the really good meritorious literary contests uh that exist only accept traditionally published books hmm. and to get that's so weird i know that's so weird though i mean they have yeah tell me to get traditionally published you have to go past gatekeepers right yeah content gatekeepers who are using or they are using their experience which of course is amazing right they yeah. are also kind of uh, using their marketing know how and all of that the business side of things to decide mm. whether what you've written is worth it or not and are therefore acting accordingly which is they say no or they say yes and if they say yes they eat a major chunk of the profits right out of your pocket right yeah, of course yeah and after going through this entire grind 
we, we most of us most of the books that hit the markets what do they really have to show for themselves besides mm-hmm. like you know some tag or a little bit of money there's yeah. this entire like commercialization of the process which really is sad and you'd expect traditional publishing houses would not go into this but they have they have given in to well, my dear just about every content industry that exists yeah my dear we live in capitalism and that takes all of our time and all of our bloody money that's that it makes all of our bloody money and then it takes all of our bloody I money. know exactly <laughs> no but look exactly. like, that with... it makes some money and it takes some money yeah yeah it's what it is but you know what do we need that much money oh i'm gonna start this no let's not start this let's let's move back let's not start this um and i was I mean, thinking we do of, need money we do need yeah money, but not that but much we don't need right? outrageous sums of money exactly you know, like two two caribbean islands one village in india one village in china no we don't need that kind of money we need nobody needs houses nobody and money in the bank that kind of think for yourself understandable <laughs> wants the island i think all I the, want all the village. i want all of it <laughs> uh, i want oh to be the gosh. sultan of brunei <laughs> oh my gosh you can have one of these palaces the american around. in the chat has just become very obvious <laughs> <laughs> Is it the American or is it the male? I want to be like a Roman emperor in a toga with somebody just like feeding me grapes. <laughs> Maybe it's a male. Um, I'm I'm on the opposite end of the spectrum. I think living on a boat is the epitome okay. of that. <laughs> it's the best thing ever. <laughs> yeah. I'm very low money. Banani, that is the best line yet today. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's I think a, the best a, line today. Look. The best line today actually came from you, which was COVID response universe. COVID. Okay. Wait, wait, wait. My mind is getting tangled. Yeah, just in the COVID. <laughs> Can you say that again? Gosh, my hair. Yeah. I'll, I'll covid response this is, there it is okay universe. While he was expl- okay can you explain that please there were four, make a there sketch are four times, well. there are four, go <laughs> ahead Jeff, take it take the floor take the floor take the floor why is he silent i like that is he frozen? i think uh, he's frozen. frozen again he froze i think it was too much to be put in the spotlight <laughs> i think <laughs> on the stage uh, basically what he said was there are four kinds of people like you have uh, the extremists on two ends people who say only stay indoors or people who say only stay outdoors and then there are yeah. people in the middle and the people in the middle also get branded as the people in the corners which is such a fascinating Oh. Because we don't like middle a, anymore, darling. I, we don't like just middle. about everything. We don't like middle. Middle is I know yeah. gray. We don't like gray. Gray is boring. What is that? We like dichotomies. We like black, white. We like hot, middle cold. Is, middle, middle, middle 
Middle is like middle is boring. Pause. What? I literally this week, and I'm not even making this up. The the. I have seen. I'm sorry, but Danny, what are you saying? I said the middle is like a beer punch, like the big a beer belly. Blobby yeah. tummy you get after drinking. It's true. Okay, yes. <laughs> it is and it's fluffy, but it's fluffy and comfortable. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This but week is nice. I have seen. Focus on that. They focus on you. It's a no. Yep. I, I've I've literally and it is not yeah, an exaggeration. I I wish it were. I have seen this week sixty-eight million people who voted for Trump branded as Nazis and seventy-two million people who voted for Biden branded as communists. This is, With a this straight is like face. My I've mind. seen this. This blow is like emblematic mind. of this madness <laughs> we're talking about here. And it's global, Jeff. Like global. yes, we we it, absolutely, it's global. It's, it's global. definitely global. It, it's nuts. And it's crazy. It's but, scary. By the way, Jeff, there's a Trump temple here. It's like a, the disease of awkwardness. They built it just for him on his visit, right? Gosh. Well, I think it was um, reciprocation for him building the Taj Mahal in Atlantic City. I haven't watched it. You know, but there is, there is, there is a, there is a temple in Telangana where Trump is worshipped as the god. Look it up right now. I'm not kidding. Okay, I gotta look this up. This is this is. And I gotta screenshot this one to do it. This is Wait, amazing. I'm, I'm reading it right in my chat. Um, do it. Do I it. don't want to talk politics. Politics no. gives me gives me heartburn. Oh, so we're not we're not talking it. politics here. We're talking. We're just talking madness. Here we go. Got it. Oh, madness! So, I like madness. What? Oh yeah, we're not we're not opining about uh, politics. We're just talk, we're just observing. Okay. Uh, From yeah, here it is. <laughs> oh, this is amazing. He stopped eating after he got the coronavirus. I That's interesting. <laughs> he thought fasting uh, is the world. This is what I'm talking. The, the world is a spectacularly amazing, crazy place. <sighs> And, and it's like we joke about our Florida man stuff here, but I know. our Florida man stories can never compare to like a 30 second snippet of anything Bonatti says about anything that happens there. True. Yeah. <laughs> mad, mad. It just, it, that's the thing, right? Certain things are so normalized. Yeah. I want that guy to build me a temple. That'd be awesome. I mean, oh, yeah. you can you can uh, PayPal him like no. $10,000 or something and he'll do it. He will do it. <laughs> Look, if, he, if he's going to build temples so this is about guys from Queens, mm -hmm. just, I'm saying if someone's get if, if a guy, if, if somebody in India is going to build a temple about a loud mouth from Queens, then, then why not me too? I'm just saying. <laughs> I think uh, makes perfect exactly. sense. Perfect sense. That's what I'm yeah, saying. I don't PayPal think it's unreasonable. Cash, I'm just saying. I think you should build it yourself. You know, I probably should. I, I think it'd be cheaper to just right, but just like go there and hire somebody, to, like hire a team of guys and build it. Exactly. Why wait for other people? I don't have that kind of an ego. 
true. No, are you sure? I, I don't. I don't need it. Can you say that again? It's not like an ego thing. Look at how men looked at you. Look at how men looked at you, looking like this. Like it's not lost on me. Where is that lie coming? You know, some things in life you you don't you don't need, but you just want, right? Yeah, yeah. This is one of them. I don't need a temple of myself in India, but do I want one? Very much. Yes, you do. Very much. But now that you planted this in my mind, I I can't. Yeah, epic. Okay. Imagine so a selfie then, with that thing. Here's an idea. You are writing. <laughs> you are writing a book. You are writing a book. Build yourself a temple in India in your book. Who's stopping you? Yes. There you go. That's a cop out, though. Because anybody can write themselves a temple in their book. I need somebody to get out there with his bare hands and build me the damn thing. Do you, Jeff? And stop eating if I get sick. Do you not understand the power of fandom? Do you not understand the power of fandom? Of People what? People are going to read your book. Fandom. Then they are going to become your fans. Then they are going uh-huh. to fandom. 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 Gosh. Yeah. And then they will go to temple. Start getting tattoos of stuff you have put in your book. You know, and then quotes. They are going to reach the ultimate stage, which is worship. We worship, <laughs> worship you, and that is when they build you the temple. This is when the temple builds you. And that's when I get the temple. Exactly. So you still have a few steps to. So, so there's the yeah. temple here, which doesn't involve paying this guy. Okay. They're still there in the right, in the start. Your own exactly. followers. You can build your own little cult. As I've been hearing all week, there's still a path. There's still a path. <laughs> so uh... <laughs> I have this thing, right? I, I have this 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 tool. So I said, do do a quadrant, right? Things I need to do, things okay. I want to do or to mm-hmm. have. In your case, the temple. Things I wish I had. So it's kind of like a fantasy thing. So now you have to decide whether it's the fantasy or is the actual things that you want and want to go towards, work towards. So think about it. Is it one or the other? Are you going to make a plan towards achieving this goal? The book is the plan. The book is the plan in action. Okay, so the book is going to make you achieve your actual goal of getting a temple, right? I, th- I think so, at least according to what Banani's been telling me. That's how it works. Yeah, makes sense. Makes sense. Oh gosh, I'm just like. <sighs> so there's a very controversial, non-funny uh, fact now, which some people would uh, probably brand as who the atheist is being an atheist. Most of the temples and places of worship that exist, like there's a phenomena referred to as theism, right? At any point in time. A person does something so ridiculous and something so, so beyond the comprehension of human man, and two hundred years pass by, right? And then people are like, "Oh, there was a man or a woman who did this X Y Z amount of years ago, and so that person couldn't be human. This person was superhuman." And like a good example of that could be uh, the. Queen Durga, uh, 
who was who had the dominion of kolkata at a point in time in the past right and uh, jeff you went off did you go off on purpose she didn't like this conversation <laughs> i can't hear i the internet connection spotty I up here hear so you. did you go off on on purpose? No, nah, my, my connection is spotty up here in the hills, so I keep getting booted off once in a while. Mm -hmm. So now I'm debating I whether I should share it. this link or not. Am I going to make a fool of myself? Am I not? Nobody's listening. <laughs> but if I share so it, maybe somebody will. Sorry, sorry, go ahead. No. So basically, uh, what she did was she diverted the flow of a river by building what is the first ever dam in the history recorded history of the indian subcontinent so people were like there was a queen who redirected the flow of a river that's how she became durga durga ma she still worship today who is, who is one of she is she is the sign of kolkata to this day in time because she literally protected her people from like back in the day diverting the flow of a river meant you could get your civilization established in a place where they won't get eaten by tigers right because west mm -hmm. bengal is surrounded by sundarbans and places like this where tigers are like yeah party you know <laughs> so when she does something like this for her people she immortalizes herself she was a person but because of the process of deification and theism, she becomes a goddess way mm. down the line, which is fantastic. But now the origin story is like God made her an avatar and put her on earth to do this. You know? Yeah, so of course. And that's how she becomes a deity. The reason why it becomes controversial is because the reason why it becomes controversial is it goes into people's beliefs and it, it, it's 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 not uh, you know i i don't really like to go in that direction but yeah the, you could very well uh try to achieve the deification process jeff do something so spectacular that 200 years down the line people like once there was a guy named jeff <laughs> he wants it now <laughs> not yeah, yeah i think yeah doesn't do me any good yeah post-mortem is too late yeah I, I don't have that kind of ego where I need to oh. be a god after I die. I'd like to be a god now, ideally. I, mean. mm, I think that... Does that mean that you have less ego or more of an ego? More. Right? Oh, much less. Mm -hmm. Much less. The real, the real egotists in this world need a legacy. I don't need a legacy. be there to experience the worship. Like you, yeah, you I just want to selfie it. with my statue, that's all. Yeah, so then you have a bigger yeah. ego because... Yeah, it'd be an awesome thing there. to put on Insta. Well, we, we, we now know what, what we have to start pulling our money for to give us a gift to Jeff on his birthday, which is a chocolate statue that Jeff can take a selfie with and then eat. <laughs> Do you like, like the, those, those photos where like you yeah. put it? Yeah, you wherever. have to put it. You know how to you know how to make a guy feel good on his birthday, let me tell you. 
When I get to eat my own effigy god statue, that's like as good as it gets. Right? <laughs> so this 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 reminds me of a story that happens in Mumbai. So there is this chef who carves the most beautiful Ganeshas out of chocolate. Okay. And this Ganesha is uh, prayed to and like revered for 10 days. And at the end of Ganesh Chaturthi on the 10th day, people do Visarjan, which is they send him back to the elements, so to speak. So generally mm. the other uh, thing is immersed in water. This guy, smart as hell guy, immerses the, the chocolate, chocolate Ganesha in cream. Okay, hot cream. <laughs> Yeah, and then the chocolate cream mixture is the prashad that everyone gets to take home. And nice. I love that because first of yeah. all, it's environmentally friendly. Oh my god, now I need to find <laughs> people literally get me. to <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> Creativity, my friend. Be as creative as you can, and someone will build you a temple. Probably we will. Huh, man? That's yeah. what do for Jeff. A tiny little temple. All right. I'm gonna eat a chocolate. Do you, want me to turn off the, do you want me to turn off the camera? I'm gonna eat chocolate. Do you if know you, what? If you eat do you know chocolate, what? we're gonna I've, put I've got, I'll put ASM. I've got an even better idea. What? Hmm? I think that we should build the temple kind of like kind of largish pinata style and so with the roasting every single <laughs> ro roasting he gets it gets smashed <laughs> and then we see then he gets whatever's left of it, of it at the end if there is anything oh like that i think that's mel i think that's like <laughs> that up wow. smashing the eagle you're welcome uh-huh oh, goodness that's a great idea yeah, this now Jeff really... can't wait for his birthday. I, I can't. I can't. <laughs> can't wait to be smashed. I was dreading this fucking birthday. Now I can't. I'm counting the days. <laughs> counting the days. Anna Maria had the best line ever. Yeah, and, and he didn't hear it. Entendre. Yeah. Can't what did wait I say? to get smashed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which means two things over here. Yes, it does. Yes, exactly. We've adopted that word too in the last like 10 years or so. It was never a thing and then we just yeah. picked it up. Yeah. It's Another a good British one. invasion. It is a good <laughs> one. Yeah. This is why what I really, really love about the Japanese, right? Because most of their vocabulary is amazing. And when I say most, I really mean most. Like if you look at their kanji, for gate, which is, uh, no, so not gate, port, the port, the word for that is Minato, the right? For what? For Literally, what? Literally, their word for port, port, P-O-R-T, okay. where uh, ships and stuff like that dock. Mm. The kanji for that and the word for that literally is Mizuno gate, right? Which is water's gate. If you look at the way they... They make the alphabet, and if you look at the formation of Minato, Mi is like a short of Mizu, which is water, and Geto is gate. Their okay. word for port literally means water's gate. 
and all of their words are like that it's amazing there's no confusion there's no double entendres there's it's there's all clear literally like it's all clear so it's it, it's so flowery in its structure and stuff like that but 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 you'll never have people who will be confused at the end of the conversation if that makes sense because it's it's fantastic yeah but as with english clarity depending on who you talk to you know depending on who you, a clarity also and reach the english has a reach mm -hmm. that no other language has so every person who hears english is going to interpret english in their own color and uh, that experience is going to be kind of multiplied in the region so, so the way indians say certain things and the way we interpret certain things is very different from what english traditionally intends the word to be and yet mm. somehow that but, but that's the beauty of it isn't it as well isn't that the beauty of it though of course it is it is the beauty the of it. Like, I, of it. i think i did i i did something on instagram about this which is languages are amazing in that we started with grunts right we were going It's, that's how ancient man used to communicate with each other they used to grunt and the way they used to grunt used to imply certain things right i i know what you're talking about with the grunt ana sorry <laughs> that's okay <laughs> and then from there we have the runic script the all the other ancient scripts Okay, sorry. <laughs> Somehow Mel isn't laughing, which is weird. I'm, I'm, I'm in a show. Because she's not, she's not, she's not listening. She didn't no. pay attention. Sorry, but even the the, the word, literally. the word is very, the word is very, you know, like powerful. <laughs> the way it sounds, overused. right? The word is overused What, what? now. The word is overused now. Grunt. Is it grunt? I think grind more. What I well grunt. 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 G R U N T. It's overused. Grunt. And our people didn't used to grind against each other in the past. <laughs> obviously. So nobody was up in a club two hundred thousand years ago. Like this. Like this. <laughs> oh my gosh. How do yeah. you know? Imagine people start talk, talking to each other like this. No. Like, oh yeah, how do I know? Like, oh my god, that's a novel idea, right? How mm. Asian man guess. used to do pole dance against each other, <laughs> communicate like body language, body language. Yeah, physical communication before verbal mm. communication. Yeah. Of course. Exactly. Like, I think that's what Avatar did, right? Like the person connects their thing to the tree, <laughs> which was like an elaborate mm. way to do like a sex joke. I don't really know what they were uh, what they were going for with that, but that's how I interpreted it. Like these people had a spiritual connection with the ancestors. True. Mm. <laughs> but yeah. in a sense that could be it you could make hum you could make humor out of it with a short story where people communicate with each other 
together by grinding against each other and then we would the book would feature in men writing women and women writing men subreddits simultaneously which would be an achievement of its sorts that would be interesting the nuances of that kind of communication cuz like that be people who you wouldn't really want to do that if you like <laughs> finger grinding i think that's that's literally how animals communicate with each other right that's literally how animals communicate with each other they even with us like if you have dogs and cats they will literally come and like you know rub against us like mm. That's territory. That's how they communicate. Like, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean, this idea couldn't be that far-fetched. Short story, TM, where human beings communicate with each other by grinding against each other. <laughs> Do you know what? Do you know I what? Know you could write I write that so well that, that you could put it in as an opinion piece in a scientific. journal oh, I'm sure you can yeah literally just like take the absolute piss but frame it in a scientifically believable way uh-huh. there is something i forgot to tell you guys about it. oh what yeah hold on hold on let me take my creepy notes you <laughs> know <laughs> <laughs> that sounds very that sounds very encouraging for this conversation. It does. You right? You know she always takes creepy okay, so notes. I know the conversations. For some yeah, because it's it very inspiration and content. <laughs> when I talk to people, I have a habit of taking notes, right? Mm-hmm. And I always attribute who I heard what from. So I'm holding so many book titles for you guys. Because some Aww, of you have said yeah. the most hilarious things that could be the perfect book titles. So whenever you write your book and it fits into it, I'm going to be like, yes, I have, I have this. We <laughs> not got this. Okay, so, so then yeah. give me, give me a name for a love book, for a romance novel. <laughs> Sarah has one for this. I will PM you, Sarah. Oh, yeah. I can't okay. say this out loud. But yeah, <laughs> Mel knows. I think Mel knows what the name of this book is. If I do, I've forgotten. Hold on, hold on. Ah, so I'll pick oh. all three of you. Okay, DM me. I need to. I need to leave for a bit. Okay, fantastic. So Jeff, there is something. that uh, i forgot to tell you which i thought you would enjoy which is yeah. there is this sign there is this guy who has published fake scientific papers like the paper started with a fake premise okay from the beginning and yeah. they bullshitted so well i i am giving you his name okay so you you can research it on your own that his paper ended up in these magazines that he really really hates and intended to kind of uh, you know mock once the papers come out uh, and that's exactly what happened and uh, just like titania mcgrath 
this guy took trolling to the most like you know uh creative way possible i'll 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 uh, find his name cuz i don't really recall what it was but uh, yeah i have him in my creepy folder uh, and when i say creepy folder i mean folder of notes then i literally have so much information so just give me a second i'll give you his name okay Awkward silence. Awkward silence. Awkward silence. <laughs> And uh, the fake papers were ab- about uh, the people that we personally don't like. You know the. virtue signaling crowd that asks for people to be banned from from uh, campuses and stuff like that you know mm-hmm. it's called the socal hoax uh, s o k a l i'm i'm just trying to find out the name of the uh, people who did it uh, look up okay. the s o k a l h h o a x Okay, I found the name. Uh, James Allen. Allen Sokol. Helen. Okay. 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 You know this. Yep. Okay. So basically, what they did was they published seventy fake papers back to back. That. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and no, not not seventy. Sorry, twenty. I'm asleep. Apologies. Twenty is still great. I mean. it got accepted and it got praised and then they went out with the fact and and okay the topics that they have gone with i, I don't really want exactly to what i was going out with with the whole um grinding communication thing can do exactly yeah. the same sort of thing <laughs> that is incredible absolutely incredible something regarding i think uh, just read their papers jeff the 20 papers are epic like these are the the funniest things that have come out of the world of science these papers the fact that they were called science in the first place this is a master class in bullshitting these papers that they have done and the fact that they succeeded in trolling the journals so well it was amazing that's fucking sorry forgot we're live that's awesome that's seriously awesome i know right so i'll, I'll put the name for people who want to check out the thing we are talking <coughs> about it's called the socal hoax just look it up on your own because you know these days you get banned for saying certain things courtesy of uh, <coughs> uh people who only have outrage in their life and nothing else so yeah look up this and laugh my friends because this is it mm-hmm. <laughs> i'll also leave titania mcgrath because this is also amazing like 
look at how far trolling can go in out trolling mm-hmm. the trolls out trolling the trolls the out trolling the trolls you know because <laughs> being the master the 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 master troll the troll yep. that rules above them all the mm-hmm. trolls troll <laughs> what's going on we're talking about uh, things that jeff could look and laugh at and then possibly reference in some of his posts because he oh, does okay. this right he'll uh, do like some really funny reference to something real uh-huh. which happens with his posts so yeah <laughs> we talked about these two things so tanya megrath and there's the so called hoax very interesting yeah so basically what mel said was that grinding idea that we had humans communicating with each other by grinding against each other you know <laughs> that could actually be a fake scientific paper i think you should write it get as like a really meritorious mel i came should we do this do you know what yeah. do you okay, know what yeah. it basically my um my other paper my serious one draw attention to it any publicity okay. is good publicity right i'm i'm not sure my co-authors would um what else did you write but i have this impression i have this impression that if you if you look for it it might have been written already Yeah. Every everything genius like that has been done already. Yeah. <laughs> okay, let's as it though, as it now. But has it <laughs> Google it. Has it though, has it? I'm looking it up as we talk, as we mm-hmm. go for it. But looking like the academia sources of I'm getting teeth. I'm getting bruxism, and they are showing me phenomena of teeth grinding against each other. Like no Google, that's not what I've typed. <laughs> When the I internet is a magical place. It really people. is. Oh, hold on. Again, teeth. What is it with the teeth? There must have been something. It must be something there. It wouldn't appear on Google if it was Yeah, apparently pe- Are you searching on Google apparently or Google Scholar? Grinding their teeth. Grinding ah because grind of course. Google. Grind this yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to start taking notes on Google. Should I put gyrate instead of grind? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> But also uh search on Google Scholar. because then that all get, get rid of all the articles you know internet articles and just give you papers what happened to the volume did you guys go quiet or did did you do oh my gosh can you hear me yeah no i can't hear anything what is can it? you hear me linkedin book yeah, yeah, consider yourself lucky 
<laughs> yep. Be right or back, guys. Minati <laughs> disappeared. Uh, she's probably going off and on again to see if it fixes her mic. Ah, okay, okay. Yeah. How's your writing going? Are you still? Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm just going to check, see where I'm at. Yeah, I'm up to 700 words written on this call. Good. Cool. 700, that's really a lot. Yeah. I'm, another, yeah, another I'm really, really happy one, with this. One, one, Sorry? two. What? Oh, I was just, just, just going to say, I'm really happy. <laughs> um, no, I'm really happy with the beginning. <laughs> How much did you write? Around 1,000 words. Tonight. God, I didn't yeah. write anything. Yeah. But I joined later, to be fair. My issue... Um, since I hit the sort of 500 is that um, I'm just flitting between um, a bunch of dream sequences that are involved in the book and just having just snippets from them. So it's like, it's not, I'm not flowing with the writing. It's just kind of random thoughts. bursts. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas um, this morning, oh, well, earlier this afternoon um i was just literally writing from the very beginning you know the first mm. chapter nice and it's just just flying out so yeah so what i'm doing is i'm putting a few things of what i wrote for fictember mm -hmm. and a few things mm -hmm. that i've wrote in my in my notebooks together in a big document yeah, I've got a September document. Yeah, and I want to, because I tried at that time to kind of um, keep the same characters as much as I could. Mm. Uh, I want to see if it uh, makes sense to do something about it, because I also have in some notebooks, um, again, some just like snippets, 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 yeah. snippets snippets but i can you see in google documents how or how many words you have yeah oh Where? In yeah. google doc you say yeah in google, yeah you have to go to the actual word count on the thing, but then you can set it up so it is at the bottom well, i don't it know it shows all the time you just have to uh, like it's unchecked by default but you have to check it where is it on top? I'll give you the exact. Yeah, it's on top. Hmm. Trying to figure it out. Yeah, no, I can't. Go to tools, Anna, go to tools. Tools, tools, done. See that second option. Ah, work count, awesome. 
I have four three three thousand eight hundred eighty one. Display word count while typing. Now, okay. Exactly. Do it. Do it. So that one. Going to so that it gives me that uh, it gives me that um, boost. Exactly. I I love it. I I I feed off that energy. <clears throat> I'm yeah, I know. The dopamine rush. Ah, yeah. Oh, by the way, I I'm sure you have heard about Dr. Andrew Huberman, Anna. But about uh, what? He does this. Uh, Dr. Andrew Huberman, Huberman, Huberman. I I, I don't really know how his surname is pronounced. Andrew okay. Huberman, Huberman. Uh -huh. And basically, what he's doing is he's. Uh, do, he's doing sleep analysis and he's looking into mm. dopamine reward systems and he has some mm. of the most amazing research and podcasts out there which explains the whole phenomena simply and the point he makes is fantastic which is if you are on the right path your brain is going to release dopamine for you so yeah. if you're if you if you're doing a crime you are not you're going to have a a thrill like a rush but it's not going to be happiness right whereas no. when you are doing something that really means something to you even if it is putting you at a disadvantage in life and all of that what yeah. he describes as being on the right path mm. scientifically they are proving it it's because our minds dopamine reward mechanism That's it. is rewarding oh, our behavior i need to send you because i just i wrote I, I just wrote, I, I didn't use the scientific terms and so on, but this is what I wrote. You know, Joel Lagley, Joel Lagley, he's okay. in recruitment and he's really big on LinkedIn. And he wrote something about okay. like, um, oh, I need to send you. Because I wrote exactly about this, okay, yeah. how, how important is like the inner reward system, the inner uh, motivation and no external factors is going to have the same kind of effect than then following our own path and doing the things that matter to us okay i need to i need to find exactly the comment i wrote because it's exactly in line with what you just said and i like that yeah i believe in um, in being on the same wa wavelength of course of course so his 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 research is also fascinating and and the mm. way he talks about science, when, yeah, I specifically like when we talk about like like uh, complicated neurochemistry, generally yes. what we get is scientists are trying to be accurate when they talk about it, right? So they use these very yeah. big terms that fly over our heads. But when Dr. Huberman exactly. talks about it, it makes sense. It makes sense. So yeah. I, I listened to quite a few of his podcasts in the past month and... Uh, this is it essentially that's what he breaks down his research to which is sleep well and uh, yeah. second one is uh, trust your internal reward mechanisms mm -hmm. instead of chasing external reward mechanisms yeah. because if you chase the external thing what's going to happen is you're going to anchor your dopamine system on something that is not in your control which is yeah and you you, you is, need that constant heat every now every every time otherwise it doesn't function anymore i use this a lot yeah. uh, in parenting as well you, they 
You're cutting off, Anna. Um, can you still hear me? Yeah, I can hear and you. And it's now. like so important. And it's so important to not um, to not com completely make the children rely on on this on praise and so on, even if when the behavior and so on, which is very like it's against the behaviorism psychology, right? Which says, oh, if they do something good, um, give them a reward. But then you you completely. Sorry, I had to put my, my computer to charge. Oi. Uh oh. Can you hear me? No, Binati, I can't hear you. You did something. Having a snack, Matt. Yeah. What are you Nice. God, I, my eyes are getting red. Um, oh, yummy. Oh, I have, <laughs> lots of, I have lots of candy from Halloween. I'm not a big candy fan, to be fair. No, I nor am I. I prefer chocolate and ice cream. That's kind of I my thing. I have, have sweet influences sometimes. Yeah, of course. And then I'm just like, oh, yeah, I quite fancy that. And then I'm just like, ugh. Actually, I don't like it. You know, right? Yeah. It's like when you get that sugar high, and you're like, "Ooh." Yeah, no, I, I can like physically feel it coming through my. I pores, know. It feels like I yeah. Know. And it's like I'm when like, you God, it's so tasty. <laughs> oh dear. Yeah. Yeah. God, now I now you make me want to go to my Halloween Halloween. I use food as a dopamine reward system. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We are junkies, my dear. We are junkies. It's uh, emotional hormones yeah. addiction. Yeah. Are junkies. My junkie is about very spicy, tangy wafers referred to as Uncle Chips. <gasps> I know those ones. Wait, Uncle Chips? No. no just Google. Yes, send Uncle up, Chips. Send the green send Uncle up. Chips. They are delicious. I have those uncle chips. They look like noodles. Her uh, thing because they look like no. They are. They have the. They best look like tiny little noodles because of how craggly they are. They they are they're craggly, so spices. they catch all the flavor. Yeah, they're full of spices and they're delicious. Oh my god! <laughs> so I have it's so when good. I was doing I when I was doing my MBA, I had two 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 good friends from India, and they went twice home. And they brought me this thing. I became addicted. <laughs> like, please bring me more. <laughs> it's really good. It's really so good. I have put uncle chips and aloo bujia. Two things that I think flavoring wise, you guys, uh, like male probably wouldn't have had ever. These are my favorite snacks. Like I can eat buckets of uncle chips and aloo bujia. And oh not feel even this much guilt. <laughs> <laughs> 
it's 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 my reward so i'm not kidding this is what uh, i did when i was trying to lose weight and again i was overweight uh, and that's not healthy right i mean that's not healthy course, in any way yeah. shape and form so what i did was i started uh, because i was eating as a reward thing i just controlled the quantity so instead of eating like a lot i would yeah. eat half a chip every time i did something nice but still the robin i'm rewarding myself continuously yeah but instead of the whole packet half <gasps> what's it worth <laughs> it sounds like oh. you're training wearing a puppy <laughs> yeah <laughs> i lost weight and i didn't lose productivity so i'm guessing it worked you know there you go so behavior of that kind of control work half no, a chip behaviorism does work but it works to like establish certain i took a chip i broke I, when i think about this oh my process, god so weird taking a chip breaking it in half half measuring it eating half and the other half back weighing it this. i didn't measure it <laughs> weighing it how many how many grams of carbs protein and fats <laughs> If I I I swear, if I had one of those food measuring uh, instruments at home, you know those weighing scales that pasta maker people have. I don't know oh, yeah. that, but if I did, I'm sure I would have measured my chip and put it in my bullet journal. I had five grams. Sometimes you just gotta measure a That's chip. Some obsessive behavior there. <laughs> I I I know. I, I think you're almost doing it. I have benefited so much from bullet journaling. Pardon? No, nothing. What did you say? I didn't catch that, Anna. Oh, I have no idea. Oh. My short-term memory is kind of non-existent at this point. Mm. Happens. Bullet journaling <laughs> is good for that, Mel, because basically yeah. you have lots of pages where you can mm. put. whatever random information you want and then you look at the information and you realize oh i had 2 kilograms worth of chips i should stop <laughs> eating chips maybe it's maybe it's time that i i did something about it that's that's so that's when that's actually like when i said i was overweight and i didn't really realize that i'm eating this much junk food uh, mm. until i started like literally tabulating the food i was eating and it was shocking to see how much disgusting how fat much junk, fattening yeah. i was eating yeah i know and and the process seems very robotic like you know i had one packet of chips and one uh, packet of save and one packet of whatever but then when you do the addition of it at the end of the month you realized that you are not getting fat because uh, there's hereditary issues in the family <laughs> you're getting mm. fat because you're eating all the crap <laughs> so like before the tabulation i was really blaming the genetics because almost everyone in my family is overweight so <clears throat> i was in this bubble 
that I am fluffy, I am healthy. This is what I used to say. I am healthy. You guys are skinny, you know. Which is which is normal behavior. Healthy. Uh, but again, it's um a genetic yeah, predisposition to gluttony. Mm. You can't beat nature. <laughs> Nature versus nature. Nature's my always going to win. My family does have a genetic predisposition to gluttony. Like I'm supposed to go to my relative's place for Diwali. And for the past two weeks, the only thing on calls is, Beta, when you come here, we are going to go here to eat on Monday. Here to eat on Tuesday. This is the only conversation we've had. And the things we are eating, pizza, <laughs> dosas and sandwiches these these are the things that are planned all full of cheese butter and mayonnaise oh my god you're making me this hungry right yeah right to do. oh my gosh okay i'm gonna i'm gonna go in the fridge for a bit i'll stop <laughs> talking then <laughs> oh my god i want are a lot of bread a lot of peppers no, yeah, I do have any peppers, peppers today, but I'll, I I think I have some cucumber. Let me check. Okay, crunchy cucumber today then. <laughs> Just putting up crunchy cucumber tomorrow as a hashtag for the post would be something. Appreciate you guys keeping me company today. This has been uh, solitude's good, but at some point, you got to break it up with a little bit of human interaction. Yeah, I understand. I've begged all year for just a few days of fucking peace and quiet. And now that I got it, it's a little weird. And I'm not entirely sure what to do with it. <laughs> the grass is always greener on the other side. God, it really is. Don't get me wrong. This is this is great. This is great. This is exactly what I've been like praying for. Also, I I, I, I have yeah. to say this uh, because we are going in the emotional direction, but I don't think I'll be able to do 12 hours. Like, I'm out. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm going to... I cannot I got... do 12 hours because my throat hurts. Yeah, I'm, uh, I got food about to pop out of the oven. I'm going to take a break to eat. I might be able to come back for a bit, but then uh, I don't have much more to give. Yeah. So anyway, LinkedIn is going to boot us off at the four-hour mark because on LinkedIn you can't be live for more than four hours per live stream. Okay. So I think we'll end it at the four-hour mark, which, which that's reasonable. Is good 40, 42, 43 odd minutes away. So hey. <clears throat> sounds good. Yep. By the way, are you doing NaNoWriMo, Mel? I never, I didn't really ask you about it. I didn't follow up. Um, follow up. I signed up, but I was like, eh? But yeah, what, I will try point? and figure it out. But um, yeah, I am going to be just writing my novel this month. Okay. I'm not saying that will be done at the Good. end of the month, but I'm focusing on that. Yeah, it doesn't have to be done. Oh, no, I just want to get the passion service. and creativity back. 
Night Circus is a great book that you should read, Mel. Uh, yeah. And uh, I I think you'll enjoy it because it's it's in the fantasy and the alternate universe uh, genre where you create like a thing and it has certain themes that yeah. the Harry Potter fans I think would enjoy. So Night Circus mm-hmm. was written over three nanowires. All right. Uh, same with Water to Elephants. Water for elephants. What was that? I Water to Elephants for elephants. Something like that. That was also written over an anime. Yeah. Okay. And basically, I that's what those up. author, those author, yep, that's what those authors say, which is uh, we were not writing alone, and that pushed us. Yep. Yeah, I've um. What have I got? Let me have a look. Um. Yeah, some of my brain dumps surrounding this to. Um watch again to intersperse between my writing um are episodes of irobot and life on mars and ashes to ashes to like really tap into the what the fuckery kind of thing um and yeah i am i'm gonna look up an episode or a series of episodes um of Doctor Who to send you a link to, Jeff. Okay. <laughs> like literally, I I can't remember the exact episode or episodes, but um, I really got a strong Doctor Who vibe in the sense of, um, I think that there there's a storyline that will um work well with where your your mind is going with your book. You know, I think it's mm-hmm. it's interesting just seeing other people's takes on a kind of similar theme or whatever. Yep. Yeah. Right, pickles. Ew. Mm. Uh, uh, on that note, oh fam, it's time to eat. So enjoy. Come on. Eat. What are you having? <laughs> oh, it's nothing going. helping. It is reheated mac and cheese and pizza. It's good. Mm, very healthy. So healthy. Very healthy. Carbs feast. Let myself go in 2020. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right, love you guys. Night. Oh my God, my pickles were brilliant. You don't like pickles? Nice. Oh God, no. Hate them. I I I haven't had the uh, like Western pickles, but I don't like Indian pickles. So I'm I'm guessing I won't like Western pickles as well because they have that overwhelming flavor. You can't taste anything else. Just mm. vinegar. Mm. Okay, no, for the Indian pickles, we don't have vinegar. We have, uh, they'll take uh, some Water and salt. vegetable and mm. they'll pour, yeah, they'll pour, pour either lots of salt or lots of sugar and yeah. uh, lime. 
lime really and then mm. they'll bottle it and yeah lime they'll bottle it and put it in the dark and uh, and lots of oil as well and they'll put it in the oh, dark oil. they'll let it pickle some yeah. of them are put in the heat natural heat some of them are put in depending on yeah. what you are trying to make yeah and that is the pickle so while they do have a flavor if you eat a pickle with something else that's all you taste true so i personally don't prefer pickles that's But why yeah, i like to individually eat by themselves taste good. Mm. i like to eat them as a yeah, snack yeah so the, yeah mm. individually so yeah. I, i am i'm doing no, something ladies because the man is gone Mm-hmm. I thought that now would be a time <laughs> to take your opinion on this. There is this subreddit called Women Writing Men, right? Uh-huh. Where uh, we have di- we have scintillating dialogue like, when he rocked back on his heels at last, he licked his lips and gazed up at Jake, looking pleased with himself. You taste better than beer and barbecue. How is this? How is this prose? <laughs> and would you ever write a man like this? <laughs> Better than beer and barbecue. Oh my god! Oh, that's what some. That's something my husband would say. <laughs> okay. okay. So women writing no, men. No, I'm joking. I'm actually... joking. No, never ever. I don't think Then so. Then another, another, another thing is his, his skin was the color of just pressed olive. बुक इज कॉल्ड प्रेसिडेंट ऑफ चाइना Okay. Ji Ji Jinping. Ji exclamation point s. Ji is the one. Okay. okay. And I'm reading the description now. She is a lonely overworked waitress in a downbeat Chicago pizza joint and he's the president of the People's Republic of China <laughs> on a tour of the United States. Their stressful boring lives are about to heat up like a pizza oven after a chance encounter outside Manny's pizza barn <laughs> call me sheet call me sheetada he says from there melania oh takes vision pain by the hand and leads him on a whirlwind tour of chicago <laughs> as they struggle to keep their hands off each other Is that at the back of the boot, Vitan? Really? Is that the top? This, this is, this is, this is the book jacket, and it's got four stars. No way. On Goodreads? No, on uh, Amazon. Okay. Wow. Okay. Wow. What happened, Mel? Go ahead. Oh no! What? No. <laughs> Where? 
What? What? I, I, I'm missing something. Did you PM me something or something? I don't know. She went to a place. Yeah, I think she's frozen. No, she's not frozen. She got an idea. <laughs> At least it would give me an excuse to describe boobs in some horrifyingly oh, way. Please like go bulbous, ahead. succulent of flesh and God, my my mind is blown. <laughs> Laptop, come on. <laughs> I'm oh I'm looking up a, a fan fan for you, Okay. See. Okay. Okay. Which fan fiction? I'm looking up a fanfic. Okay. It's brilliant. It. I I want like. You're cutting men, you're cutting off, let's speak time. You're cutting off and we are just hearing bits of what you're saying, so like, you know. Now, because, give me a sec. Mm. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to find the exact name and I think I'm going to restart my laptop just need leave this so make sure it's saved okay i need to go into this thing now yeah now but i have this song in my head that i can't get rid of Okay, I found <laughs> he struggled out of the bath, his bottom squeezing against the enamel and stood his tomato scrotum hanging long and steamy. <laughs> but is this is this comedy? It's like it's like it's like no this is this is this is real this is from a book this is from a book someone put out this is the wow. subreddit for and this is the much worse version of this is men writing women currently i am on women writing men <laughs> this is so funny i need to get on this steaming tomato scrotum came from a woman like who does <laughs> this is incredible wow people have very vivid imaginations let's put it this way right i know right wow this yeah. was the color of pressed olives pressed that olives i think i kind of like this one i kind of like this one and, i don't know and, why and not no 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 what i really loved about that comment was not that she left it at pressed olives she left mm. it at just yeah. pressed olives to tell us <laughs> yeah. the exact instance. Just pressed. As if we know how the just pressed olives look like. Oh. I God, know, right? I know. They, she could have said extra virgin olive oil. There you go. 
Yeah, I know, right? That would have been much better. Right? So I'm going to use that in my book. His skin was like, I just wanted to Okay, let, now look. let me look up some gems from handwriting women. Okay, go, 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 go. I'm going to get inspired. I feel it. The subreddit uh, is described by th these words. She breasted boobily down the stairs. <laughs> you telling me this. <laughs> boobily. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Let's try to talk that to... one. I don't think any piece of writing is ever going to talk those words for me. <laughs> Never ever. <laughs> Boobily. <laughs> it sounds like a word that okay. my sons would love. She <laughs> yeah, yeah, was fat and coarse. What? She was fat and coarse. Oh my God, I found it. I found it. And deformed. I found it. With a pair of boobs that looked like two big dung baskets and a face like one of the balconies. <laughs> oh my god, that's so bad. Oh my god. These are actual descriptions from books. Oh my gosh. Guys, and, I can't like find sometimes you know. What right. You can't? No, I locked myself out of my Evernote. Again. Oh, wait, yeah. I've I've sent you the link via Telegram. Okay. Oh please, please hold read on. it. I, 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 yeah, it's really, on. really I'm short. Okay. okay. It's a very short story. How did you lock yourself out? I just forgot the password. Oh, oh I I so much. So much. Goodness me. Yeah. I I managed to to charge my phone. Well. All right, let's see. What did this lady disappear? So I sent myself an email to I don't know. to hopefully reset this password, let's see. Because I have all my writing is in there. So if I lose that, I'm going to become really upset. But I was hoping like these things would be more than 4,000 words. It's not a lot, is it? 
it's quality over quantity though isn't it i think you have to keep reminding yeah. yourself that yeah but if you focus on quantity then the editing process is much worse because you're just like oh true i need to cut all the spiller yeah yeah true. i see that you can actually um how do you do this with tools i see you can actually uh read voice type directly in google docs yeah that's quite cool. it isn't that good though i've tried it before yeah and then i end up having to edit a lot yeah yeah i can type quicker i'm not too good at, because especially i have um, my my thing is that I write to uh, I like to write pen on paper. I'm an old style yeah. girl, so it's harder for me to like look at the notebook and then type, right? Because you don't yeah. type. So if I if I read it and mm. in the types, then I just correct a little bit after. Yeah, so that would be good. I do love the physical. <laughs> what did you make me read? Was it really bad? I have, I have sent you the link, Anna. Read at no. your own discretion. Oh my god! No, no. Is it bad? It is not dirty, but the thoughts. Who, who thinks of this? Like, ah, I want to meet this person now because I want to ask this question. What were you thinking? When you wrote get, get this the one here. <laughs> wow. Okay, I can link it for people who want to know what this is. This is a Harry Potter fan fiction called First yeah. An Encounter by someone called Nairis Manachi. It has 562 Manachi. reviews. Malachi. Okay, okay, Malachi. Okay, yeah. I apologize. <laughs> People actually wrote, read that stuff, huh? We, we, okay. Hey, okay, literally, it's 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 dropped in the fanfic group every now and again, and all these people are like, "No, man, I'm brain bleach. Okay. Why? What do you mean?" The reviews, literally, the reviews. I finished it. The reviews are literally like, "WTF? Did I just read? Oh God, I need bleach." <laughs> WTF is this? What TF? Fuck. This might be the best storyline for any HP fan fiction. Oh my god! What? Wow, this oh will be studied god. in the Smithsonian on alternative and creative story writing for generate. What the hell? No! What? This is a masterpiece of modern literature. Oh I my god, really? Story. What kind of fucking weed were you smoking? <laughs> oh my god. Oh and someone has wrote the best article the comment. I really hope this is a troll fic. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I'll link this for people who are interested because you will need eye bleach after you read this. Oh my god, I don't want to read it then. Eye bleach inducing uh, fan fiction. Fan. 
Are you reading it? Oh, wait, I have a problem now. This is not my actual account. Oh my oh, no. No, I kicked my I kicked myself I kicked myself out of Evernote. And now I, I can't get back in. And I think it I, I just created a new a new account instead. And then I now I don't see any of my writing. Because I write a lot in Evernote. So that's a bit serious. Wait. No, because I used another email address. There you go. Oof. Yeah, that was okay. scary for a second. Yes, like, oh my God, can you imagine? I have a lot of content in here, a lot of content in here. I, I understandable. Yeah. There you go, linking it for people who care. <laughs> so they can check it out. <laughs> so they get some eye bleach too. Yeah, eye bleach for everyone. <laughs> My God, who, who, who comes up with things like this? Specifically with other people's plots, you know, it's like, oh my, oh my god. <laughs> I want a lot to read what um, I just read. There's a lot of um, sick minds out there. <laughs> the, I, I, I think I have mentioned this to you, Anna. And I, I think mm. during one writer's Zoom only I mentioned this, where I was like the biggest selling category on Amazon self-publishing is Bigfoot porn books. Mm. This is not Bigfoot. a joke. This is real. What does that mean, yeah. Bigfoot? Bigfoot porn. Okay. Erotica. That's what people are reading on Amazon self-publishing. Oh. A lot of. Well, what does it mean, Bigfoot? Like you with the actual big. Okay, so Bigfoot is like this mythical monster, like a yeti. Oh, really? Okay, so the actual Bigfoot. Yeah, the actual people Bigfoot. People are reading that. People are reading that and wanting more and more and more and more. The writer of this self-published series has made so much money from this. It's ridiculous. Wow. So we just need to come up with something completely lud lud ludicrous. Yep. And then we might become I know, right? then we might become super rich. <laughs> like let's think. Yep. Let's let's and, and let's let's brainstorm. Oh. What could you come up with? Um erotica I mean, with ow. Did you poke your eye? Erotica with an owl. No, my eye was itchy and then I was rubbing it with the hand that I've been snacking with. Okay. So Mel, I'm going to now. terrify you with a bit of science that you probably know. Eyes are part of the human brain. Like it's literally human brain. Mm -hmm. And like I'm not being metaphorical with these words. It is the what human brain. No, it's linked to it. It's not really the brain. No, no. I also didn't know this because I was like, who, who talks like that? Ow. Yeah, Andrew Huberman. 
he blew my mind i had no idea eyes are a, eyes are the brain part of the brain not linked mm. to the brain so our brains That's are popping said, out like, uh, yeah literally okay i our thought you meant link out no uh, hold on let me let me okay out my brain <laughs> <laughs> What? That sounds so much better, right? <laughs> yeah. Oh my brain, my googly brain. So my brain, my googly brain. <laughs> my protudy brain. <laughs> okay. So who wants to put some music on? Will we be oh my god. Miri, Miri, Miri um sent me an amazing song recently and oh, i've yeah. been listening to it on repeat and it just it really kind of fires me up but i don't know we'll do the songs in the zoom don't do it on the live because why push it they'll suppress it yeah because uh, we don't own the music right so mm. even if we say we don't own the music if there's music in the background these yeah. algorithms kind of flag it for some insane reason oh. like, guys have you not heard of fair use we are not I'll, making um, money off this we're just mm. Mm. i'll put the link so in we'll on the music chat yeah 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 we, we'll, we'll do the i think i think we did a dance zoom right even for my birthday yeah. you guys did it like we we yeah. played songs and we were like ooh 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 mm. so yeah. <laughs> yeah 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 that's probably where we'll uh, put that song i i i i profusely apologize for having to say no to something but uh, no that's sometimes fine. you got to hate fine. hate content community because what they'll do is we have been live for 3 hours 44 minutes 47 seconds now and they will not let us download or use this video anywhere else and take it down which would be pointless right like who does that they do apparently so yeah there you go i've put it in the music chat <clears throat> okay thank you and once again apologies no problem okay i'm going to try to do a bit of writing now guys i'm going to let yep. you guys yeah. chat so i didn't do any yep. to tonight yet Yeah, the whole um September thing. I um I really want to create something with it. Well, it was um tuned to one of my projects, but then I was wondering um if I could merge two of my writing projects. Um Yeah, I don't know. I need to have a play with that. maybe tomorrow so i might carry on my 
writing day. Basically, me and Rashmi were thinking about this when the September was happening, which is we will pick the best yeah. stories and we'll have people vote. Like it won't be someone making the executive decision. We'll pick the best stories and we'll mm. self-publish an anthology on Amazon. And, ah, uh, that's a yeah, good idea. But then we were like, yeah, it was a good idea. But then we were like, okay, these are prompts, right? So somebody gave the prompt and we are not like very good friends and stuff like that with every person who gave the prompt. It's just, we came together to work and then if the anthology goes out and someone is left behind because these things happen, right? Someone didn't tag us, you didn't get the story, etc., etc. So that's how it tanked. But we mm. wanted to do something productive with those stories. But then we were like, if by chance someone gets left behind, we'll be screwed because then it would be about, you know, they excluded me for so-and-so reason, etc., etc. So yeah, we were planning mm. to do an anthology of some stories that made sense, you know, because some people just uh, <laughs> put Fictember and tagged us with their LinkedIn posts, which was like, what the hell? That's not what you're supposed to do, but okay. Uh, but then the whole plan collapsed. So that's <coughs> what you could possibly do, right? If you have your stories and these are smaller stories, you could just make an anthology of it. You've got 30 of them. Not yeah, you, like the, pro the thing is like, oh, uh, right, yeah, 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 it was so much fun, just literally just, yeah. um, so I thought it was going to be really difficult, but it just, it was awesome. so much fun. yeah, I loved and it, some of them and were so it challenging, yeah, and it was so amazing that it came, don't waste those stories. Hmm? Just, you know, oh, don't okay. waste those stories. They're all and in I, a document. Like, yeah, like with Anna, and they, they're all connected team, right? as well. Self -love yeah, and all same that. mine. She mostly spoke, yeah, same with yours. To a large extent, same with mine. So what you could do is you could, hmm. like, both of you could combine your stories and release, like, an anthology with two authors. Self-love. Hmm. No, I think I've done. I don't think a lot of it. No, what I was doing with mine um, was um, specifically keeping it all linked. So then I would have um, lots of unexpected writing prompts um, that I've, you know, written the the words for or whatever but then um to expand into either bigger scenes or full chapters or whatever of the book and kind of that was an exercise well it will be an exercise because i haven't actually sat down and worked on it and this is probably why uh because it's going to be an exercise of in letting go um of control so the whole like, oh, somebody else is going to influence, you know, what what I'm going to write in the book, you know? Mm. That yeah. was yeah. But then they ended up being such brilliant ideas and you know, you probably would never have thought of 
going in certain directions, you know? Sure. So, yeah. <clears throat> and some epiphanies as well that came through that. It was just brilliant. <laughs> Yeah, but one, I'm so one proud. of your stories was... I'm so proud of, of, my, of my nano pick. Blue. Oh, which one? Blue hair, oh. two words, yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. Blue equals satisfied, two words, yeah. Blue equals satisfied. Well, I count exactly. too. <laughs> <coughs> so, give another context on that. I'm so, so what, proud what of myself. Give her the context on that very quickly because so I think it, she's seen Harry Potter. Okay. Okay. So, um, yeah, but it's it's to do with the fanfic. So, um, someone creates this potion, mm. um, and it's a cross between um, metamorphing um, idea concept uh -huh. from Thompson's color changing hair um, and a mood potion kind of thing, and um, mm -hmm. so. Basically, they they spike James and Lily's um, morning pumpkin juice mm. while they're sat out on the sofa, hearing them, you know, have fun and have breakfast in there. And then they come out of the room one after the other with bright blue hair. <laughs> <laughs> and they're no, like, it was so about cute. What they were up to, and they're like, so what, what are you on about? We haven't been up to anything. Oh, your hair says otherwise. <laughs> yeah. You did some smoochy mooty. <laughs> How dare you violate my sister? Oh my gosh. Yeah. That was epic. Said with the that was revenge. That was the revenge for the antler through Sirius's chest. <laughs> mm. yes. So this is from a yeah. fanfic that uh Mel recommended right? of time mm. Yeah, you I mean, talked about it. Talking about it oh, it's yeah, yeah. Epic. It's brilliant. It literally it's it head cannon. That fanfic. Show yeah. her your tattoo. That tattoo is an homage to Dead of Time. Which one? This one. Oh yeah. Oh. Um, <laughs> I love it. I saw it. You sent it the other day, last um, week. And and the spine one, as well. Oh yeah, that one too. Yeah, that Upper one spine, too. Yeah. So I, I can't we almost stop. stop. We just have seven it's minutes. Reminder. It's gonna oh, cut it off. I think LinkedIn will boot us off because when I got the live access. The email specifically said you cannot have live streams long. more than four, four hours. hours. Yes. Yeah, yeah, I remember. So I think at one point in time you can do four hours only. Oh, you also got live access now, Anna. What? You got live access on LinkedIn? No, I didn't even ask for it. No. Ah, <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. No, but I've been, I've it. been with, uh, yeah, I've been following people that were doing live, live streaming and stuff. Yeah, LinkedIn Live has a lot of advantages, uh, in my opinion, like engagement not being one of the advantage. The yeah. advantage is leads because uh, people hear you talk, specifically mm. talk about your skills and your crafts yeah. and stuff like that. They come to you and they're like, okay, I have this thing that I need to do. 
Do you think you would be able to help yeah. me? So I saw this spike happen post using LinkedIn. No, I, you know what it is, darling. You know what it is. It's a status thing because only a few people have it. Uh, LinkedIn is very hierarchical. Even if it's a if it's a platform where hierarchy is not necessary, but you see, like mm. human nature is to look for leaders, right? They need they look for leadership. Mm. So it's this very right. very there are different stratosphere in this LinkedIn. It's the influencers, right? And you look at the number of followers and so on. And mm. the fact that you, when when one has LinkedIn Live. Is because they are some sort of influencer in in their in their. But but industry. you can apply for LinkedIn Live. You can apply. Yeah, everybody can apply. As, everybody can apply, exactly. but and nobody nobody will my, get it. In my opinion, not everybody will get no, it. No, yeah. no. If you if you if they, there's a form, the form is pretty like. Uh, again, I've I've heard this opinion voiced many times, and yeah. my experience was this is not how it is like. Uh, the form has very specific questions as to what you're going to do with the live. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. are you some people some people use it as a branding tool, etc. etc. Whatever. Yeah. But when you fill in that questionnaire, I think if you're honest, for me, what I put up is I'll send you a PDF of my LinkedIn live yeah. application. I yeah. basically said I'm going to look at my industry and possibly talk about it and criticize it because basically the content writing industry is currently people lying a lot. Like mm. uh, they're literally rewriting existing articles yeah. and calling it their article. And uh, yeah. that is accepted behavior everywhere. So that is what I cited as an instance. And yeah. I didn't think they would give me the access, but they did. And when mm. I applied for the access, I didn't really have that many followers. No, it's not so. about the the number of followers. You don't you don't get mm. access because of the number of followers. You get access because you have a certain thing. However, is the way yeah, people is the way people see oh. the fact that you have the the capability of having life, right? Is the same oh, okay, as the okay. way so people it's a prestige see. thing. It's a prestige. It's it's a, a, it's a matter thing. of that's it. So then, they, then you get more authority like because it's like it's um, it's again like we were talking about the like we were talking about the traditional publishing. Why um, do people look up to that? Is because you've gone through a selection pro, pro, process. So mm, people mm, think mm. LinkedIn LinkedIn looked at your application and they decide <laughs> to give it to you. You, you there must be something about you, right? It's always social mm. referencing, right? It's. It's, yeah, it's, yeah, it's yeah, incredible. Sure. Yeah. It's, it is incredible, right? It is incredible. So, yeah, if, if, had you applied, uh, apply because see what, what, what you could do is you could, uh, you know, like you could restream the lives that you appear on if you have live access of your own. Yeah, so yeah, exactly. Even your network gets access to the thing. Like on Instagram, if you're live with someone else on Instagram, you are shown as live in both places. LinkedIn mm. somehow doesn't do that. Mm. It will only show no. as live if and only if the person has live access, which is ridiculous because technically I'm live with two people I met on LinkedIn yeah. and two people I work with on LinkedIn. So why is it a problem if they restream the stream 
I have no idea. <laughs> but no, it's yeah. LinkedIn, LinkedIn is LinkedIn gets it re really right right now because of this these tricks because it has it has this um, feeling of of mystery. Nobody knows what the hell the algorithm is about. It has all these things of of with the only a few people got at the beginning the stories and they're they're doing everything mm -hmm. like little bit by little bit. They're tapping into our mentality, you know. They're tapping into this influencer mindset right now. That's why it's is the Facebook of mm. 2012 right now. LinkedIn, it's 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 going yeah, crazy. Yeah, yeah. Literally, it's going crazy. It going I think crazy. it's the best platform at the moment for content creation, in my opinion, yeah. because they really yeah, tap. Into, yeah. B2B, uh, sorry, uh, B2B, uh, B, like, uh, for writers. B2. No, no, that mm. is Facebook. Facebook. No, writers, not, not, not only. Yeah. Not we only. directly get access to businesses, which is amazing. Yeah. And yeah, nowadays, exactly. even influencers, I've had so many people approach me like, will you handle my social media? I'm like, dude, I can't handle my social media. You really think <laughs> I can handle yours? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I know, thanks. <laughs> I know, right? It's crazy. Yeah. But it's, it's, it's interesting to watch and to like observe. Mm -hmm. And, yeah. um, but it's really amazing the communities it builds, though. That's, that's the 